You will notice that every episode of Monkeys Took My Jetpack contains an explicit tag, meaning there may be language which would be unsuitable for work or for children. This time, we mean it. You've been warned. Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, and thank you for downloading Monkeys Took My Jetpack Issue. Hey, hey, 69. 69, dude! Yeah, 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 we had to get that in there, I know, I know, it's just annoying, and and there you go, but uh, yeah. So, we are here again, as we have been for quite some time now, to give you another session of our Dresden Files campaign. This is session number 23, means we've got five more to go. Not a lot. And uh, we're looking forward to sharing those with you. And uh, we're looking uh, forward to moving on to something else, quite frankly. Not that we're not enjoying the Dresden Files campaign, but we've been playing other stuff. And what our goal is to do is ultimately get back to a more live feel, where we had at the beginning of the podcast, where maybe it was only a week or two that was separating what we had just played from what you were hearing. And then you could actually provide feedback that was pertinent to the game that was going on, instead of just commenting on things that had happened from days gone by. That's the ultimate goal. Now, how we get there is kind of still being determined. And there, of course, are a good few years worth of gaming sessions that have been played, which will probably never see the light of day because we want to be more current. And while some things could be in the realm of jetpack flashbacks, and probably will be, I mean, look how long it took us to publish these. So, I don't know what'll happen with those. We'll see. But, anyway. Right now, let's get on to Dresden Files 23. As always, our cast includes Trilobite as our wonderful Game Master, yours truly, Blind Geek as David Mercury, Josh as Ezra Kirkland, and Thunderstep as Adam Dipple. So, without further ado, grab a cup, bottle, glass, or can of your favorite beverage, sit back, relax, and enjoy Monkeys Took My Jetpack, issue number 69. 69, dudes! Amazon Island. Now, for God's sake, you go away. On track. Five episodes in a row. We're gonna keep on, so better start to listen again. Yay! There <laughs> <laughs> you go. Boom. Find out more at agcpodcast.info. All games considered, because there's more than one true way to play. So I want to cut to the characters on the lake or on the island. Fair enough. I thought we had, I thought nope, we had left. You haven't. We didn't? Get- well, you guys dealt with random encounter table wolves. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you you were trying to pet one, meanwhile. No, uh, I was trying to communicate gentlemen. with one, not... <laughs> 
So I wanted to cut to the characters like, maybe let's go straight to On the Lake. How are you guys traveling across said lake? How, how far is the lake? The lake is huge, but the island that you're looking at going to, which has some sort of structure on it, yeah, how far is only about a mile away. That's right. right. My plan... Didn't you say that there was, like, a boat or something nearby? Negative. Can you okay. shift into some... When you shift into something, does it have to be your same size, or do you grow as well? I'm assuming you... You must can change size and shape. Yeah, you that, done... That duck wasn't a... It wasn't, wasn't a duck. It wasn't, wasn't a 170-pound huge... duck. Okay, well then, uh, turn into a... Like a whale or something, and we can ride on your back. Oh, no see, comments, everyone please. Makes fun of, everyone makes fun of old uh, Ezra and his shape-shifting coyote blessings. But when you need to go across the lake as a whale, oh, everyone's like, oh, Ezra, 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 Jonah me. Now, remember, this is coming from a, a little girl, little I understand. With pigtails. <laughs> Standing there stomping her foot. With a jumper, I believe, with ponies on it. Mm. Yes, I, so. oh, I forgot about that. And Here a tiny are. little sword. <laughs> Look, if you're going to be this way, I'll just take a walk and I'll meet you on the island. No, I'm, a champ- I'm a champion of God. I can walk on water. I don't need you. Yeah, I can walk on water. Watch this, yo. I'm, uh, I've been watching Breaking Bad all day. All day. Um, I want to use my fantastical magic powers, air invocation, and I'm going to freeze myself a, a, a Bobby Drake ice path across the uh, lake. So me and my friends, air quotes, can walk across it. I was going to say, if you mix it thick enough, I'll follow behind him. Okay. So, ice bridge it is. Well, ice path across <laughs> the lake. Like the Death Knights do. When I finish I my know. work, I'm coming back for you. What was that? <laughs> that was Death Knights from Worlds and Warcraft. Okay. And it was number two, I believe. I thought. Oh, man, I don't know. I can't keep up with all these games you kids play. Neither can I, because I can't play them. <laughs> I'm still on sniff, shout. Sniff. Yeah, cry me a river. David Mercury. any rate, yeah. Stepping off... Ass. With the, holy shit, seven fate points. Nice. Isn't yeah, it? Isn't it Donna Mercury at the moment? Oh, what the hell did I? You decide on David. That's right, I did. Okay, thank you. I couldn't remember. That's what Eminently it was. feminine. David. Yes, David. David. David is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need no water. <laughs> Let the motherfucker burn. Thank you. Yeah. David and Eve and Esme. Eve, yeah. Yep. Really you find re- yourselves on a stone beach. You know, big rounded rocks, water lapping up onto them. It smells of mud and the duckweed that crowds around some of the shallow inlets here. The island is small, no more than a hundred yards across, and rises slightly toward the middle where. There's a pair of stunted trees. They look windblown, but they're curved toward each other, as if pointing at the structure. Once alabaster, now severely weathered, that lies slumped between them. Bunker-like in appearance, it's framed by crumbled, fluted columns, and the single dark archway that opens on its face is surmounted by deeply carved glyphs and signs, which seem to have sort of an animal theme, but that's all you can see from this distance. Hmm, maybe hobos were here. Well, yeah, yeah sign for kind woman, and... Yeah, thank uh, you. I'm glad one of you got where I was going there. 
I'm going to stroll on over and check it out. I find it rather depressing that one of the designers of Hobomancer did not, however, see where I was going there. He did. He just didn't <laughs> deign to reply. Unlike me. Okay. He was entertaining you jackanapes <laughs> for free. So, you know what? buffoons. All around the doorway here, there's inscribed in the stone are stylized animals made primarily of loops and whorls that all interconnect like one single line. Cool. It's symmetrical, so the same designs are mirrored on each side, and you can put the whole thing together. They're they're pitted and broken with age, and there's like a a raven and what can only be a coyote, a wolf, a salmon, and then up at the top are a pair of very large bears who curiously seem to be holding round shields and carrying swords. Battle bears. I was going to say berserkers, but hey. That'd be berserkers. Well, well yeah. the word berserk comes from the word from bear shirt, so actually. Really? Yeah, yeah it does. Huh. The berserkers wore bearskin jackets or shirts or vests to get the strength. Bear shirker, basically. Yep. What whipped themselves into a frenzy and yeah. surprised you didn't know that, David. 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 Okay. Well, now that we've had our our history lecture for the day, can we? Lore five. Boo. The doorway is dark. You can see a set of steps, maybe marble or something like whatever the building itself was made out of, disappearing down into darkness. Can I reach up to... I was going to say, can I reach up to one of the tree limbs? I mean, they're dead trees, right? Yeah, and they're dwarf trees. They're on either side. You know, they come up to maybe your waist. They have that classic windswept appearance, but they're mirror images of each other. That's impressive. I'm going to go find a stick, make a torch, and then go on down the stairs. But seriously, bing, light. <laughs> All right. My, uh, I was, Why don't you go grab a pitchfork, and then we can go down the stairs. I was trying to avoid having the little girl be in the front. <laughs> one lit torch, one glowing light. I'm making my sword glow. Works. Like sting. Okay, so the heavily armed little girl. Tom not is insulting to anybody. Yeah. Okay. What do we agree on your name, Ezra? Is it Esme? Yeah, Esmeralda. Esmeralda. Esme short. Esme. Okay. Let's do this old school then. Give me a marching order, gentlemen. I'm the meat shield. I'm in front. Oh. You're the door breaker. Well, uh, I guess you've got the light, so you probably shouldn't be in the rear. It could be in the middle. All right. Then I guess I'm dead last. Your Pizzetti special glows a soft gold. As you step beyond the threshold, the stairways wind, or excuse me, the stairway winds down in a suddenly open space. You don't feel as though you've come that far down before you're just surrounded by blackness, and the doorway above is just a small rectangle of light in an infinite inky void. You can see enough with your light to see that there's uh, no walls, at least in your immediate vicinity. The stairway pitted and crumbling like the building above, is also decorated. But here you just see one repeated theme. Some thick, scaled line, maybe a snake of enormous size, coiled and looped again and again over the stairs. 
and fastened onto it at intervals are stylized coyotes, fastened on by their teeth. Not I like their rivets. Like or they're something. attacking it. Yeah. This. Yeah, never mind. I'm just gonna keep on marching down the stairs. In the back of my mind, I'm going. This is not the same as the stairs we went to go see the other snakes. Hey, David. Yeah. This doesn't look familiar, do you? Does it? Nope. Okay. I'm just hoping we didn't wind up where the giant snakes are and just wasted a trip. Yeah, that would kind of suck. I also don't like the fact that uh, Coyote is biting the snakes. Doesn't that mean that uh, you, Esmeralda, you're not going to try some shit with us since we have the blessing of the snake on us, are you? Probably not. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, are, you are Coyote's bitch after all, so if he orders uh. you to... All right, anyway. Walk and talk, gentlemen, yep. ladies. Walk and talk. Yep. <laughs> Take a fate point for that, gentlemen, ladies. <laughs> I feel so Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> oh, there's a pill for that. <laughs> it's a long way down until finally in the distance you can see a soft, shimmering blue glow. Anybody know where these stairs go? They go yeah, down. They go down. down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Start walking toward the, the light. Isn't this what, like, the little lady and poltergeist told the girl not to do? Yeah, it is. I'm drawing my... Well, I think I already had the gun. That's why it was glowing. Or, not mm -hmm. why it was glowing, but that's how I yeah, knew it was glowing. Okay, so... Yep, here we are, rushing in where angels fear or just choose not to tread. You feel a chill down your spine as you utter those words. Poor word choice there, apparently, because I just got a chill. It could be the fact that we're hundreds of feet below ground in a damp, dark cave. It's, what, an hour after you set out, legs burning, you finally reach the bottom of the steps, where you see uh, another arched doorway, very similar to the one above, and... Beyond, you can make out some sort of maybe a hallway or a cloister, something like that. But it's hard to see because between the two of you, or between you and it filling the doorway, is a rippling blue surface, translucent, studded with spikes that come and go. They extend out of this thing and then draw back while another one is coming out this blue surface is producing the spikes yeah do they seem to have a pattern it kind of looks like once when you saw magnet being waved over oil with iron particles in it hmm. you know so it's sort of wave like but no real discernible pattern okay so that's not going to be as easy as just is that the only way forward through this blue shit you're standing at the bottom of the stairs, and to all the intents and purposes surrounding you is an empty void. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, Esmeralda. Yes? What do you make a hat? Well, I can make a hat, or a brooch, or a pterodactyl. I'd pay money to see you make something out of that blue shed. Ah, uh, no respect for the classics. Anyway. Yeah, no. I'm not sure. <laughs> blue shimmery... Do I feel any, like, heat or cold coming off of it? Mm, no, it doesn't feel any different than the surrounding air. All right. I'll, I'll reach out for my wizard senses. I think I know the answer to this. Does it feel as though there is magic about it? <laughs> you have a fairly <laughs> highly developed wizard sense. Yes, you get 
as you it get very close. Seems to work on some sort of electricity. <laughs> What's that from? Avengers. Oh, okay. Thank you. Was... Tearing, tearing apart the ship. <laughs> like, what do you see? Well, it seems to work on some sort of electricity. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, as you draw closer, you can feel the slight tingle of magical energy. This feels to you like a powerful ward. Like a ward. Yeah, crude I... in that it's uh, just physical. If I can make an assessment to figure out how powerful it is. That would be the first step. You take care of it. Absolutely. Describe the action to me and make a, I believe that'd be a lore roll. Yes. Uh, I am just reaching out my hand, my little girly hand, screwing mm -hmm. up my eyes, concentrating really hard, sword in the other hand, and trying to get a vibe for it. Just like, you know, bringing my hand out you know, just a few inches away from the surface. Stretch out with your feelings. Yeah, pretty much that. Reaching out with your left hand or your right? the left hand, I believe, that absorbs energy, so let's go with that. Mm -hmm. Which hand is holding the sword? It, now my right hand. I've switched it. Okay. That's my next, next follow-up statement. I got a net five. As you reach out, a pair of spikes cross out and forward, like lancing out twice their usual length, narrowly missing your hand. Ooh. It's responding to attempts to analyze it. That tells you that it's crafted by someone, probably a single sorcerer, excuse me, a single wizard, who knew what he or she was doing. And something about it, you can just tell it's old. Like the energy is sunk into the rocks around it. As far as just strength is concerned, you're looking at, uh, this is probably plus six here. This is like a six shift ward. Right. I don't think it likes you. I don't like it. Well, I got two options here. I can try and rip it down. It's pretty strong, though. Or we can have David shoot it and try and shatter it with new god power. Hmm. This is old magic. Well, god is uh, not really that new. Let's say he's not, for the sake of argument. Just <laughs> shoot the thing. All right, fair enough. I'll stand behind Adam. I like that argument about new god versus old magic so much that I'm going to give this a plus two. Still standing behind Adam. Oh, this is where I have to get my dice out, isn't it? <laughs> I would be. It would be awesome. I kind of. I <laughs> that was. I sorry. I just got so wrapped up in what we were doing, I completely forgot. There we go. It's okay. okay. I nearly Thanks. forgot my dice too. Thankfully, they're close at hand. So okay, I am. All right. It's a plus two, and my guns. Yeah, I'm not going to worry about a separate roll to hit with this. You're basically firing at the broadside of a barn. <laughs> a small, magical, spiky barn. Yes. Barn nonetheless. Yeah. Okay, so I am at plus six was my final result. That's your total, including the weapons rating, right? Oh, whoops, jeez, I forgot about that. Uh, no, that's not including the weapons rating. Weapons rating is... It's three is the weapons rating, so that's plus... That's nine total. Nice. The thing ripples and makes a weird metallic sound like a symbol stretched out over a couple of seconds. You can see the bullet hit the force field, ward, bend it inwards. It wraps around the bullet. There's a bright flash. And Ezra, you feel the wash of magic being discharged. David, up there in the front, 
or close to, you're covered in masonry dust. <coughs> oh. Is it like it's going down, or is it just weakened? When your eyes clear, you can see the stones are still, like, dust is drifting down from between the stones that make up the archway, but the ward is gone. Beyond, you can see what looks like the anteroom to some sort of strange palace. There's cloisters on either side of an open courtyard-type thing with a mosaic floor, domed ceiling, and a very large circular pool in the middle that occupies most of the room. In the center of the pool is some sort of plinth or altar, atop which is set a ankh, a very large ankh made of gold, silver, jewels, you name it. It's ridiculous. I mean, like, encrusted with precious stones. All right, guys, I just want to say right now, the first phrase that is entering my mind as we enter this room is fool of a took. Let's not live up to that phrase, shall we? say it belongs to the museum, but alright. I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I gotcha. Thou shall have no other gods before me. It's okay, that god can't, well, that god did come before you. At any rate. Not before me. Well, actually, yeah, before you specifically, but at any rate, it's a Coptic cross, Ethiopian museum to this day. Or, you know, an Ankh, however you want to call it. Anyway, let's go in. I'd make the joke about ladies first, but that's, you know, hi, Pot, how are you doing, Kettle? I love the idea that Eve's voice, like, has not changed. <laughs> <laughs> Do we say that she sounds like, like B. Arthur or something? Yes. Yeah, it originally yes. was like B. Arthur, and I'm not doing a B. Arthur voice. <laughs> For which I thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get, let's get in there. Good. I'll checking go in. Checking out the pool. Huge, circular, shallow pool, you know, a couple feet deep. Intricate mosaic on the bottom, depicting all manner of sea life. Highly stylized, but still recognizable. Dolphins, otters, mermaids, seals, squid, octopi, a whole gamut of animals real and imaginary. Or are they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Blind Geek. The water is glowing softly, providing just enough illumination in this room to make out its major features, like a, like a half moon on kind of a cloudy night. Nobody sparkles. Touch nothing but the lamp. I'm trying to overcome my... I've been playing a lot of D&D lately, and my instinct is to take it. And I'm like, that's... I'm like, oh, it doesn't belong to me. Touch nothing <laughs> but the lamp. Okay, well... I, I reach up and just flick the onk just to piss David off. You'd have to go wading into the pool first. It's in the center of this very large pool on some ah. sort of plinth or altar. How big is the onk? About your size? Uh, I'll go wading over to take a look at it. Okay. You splash into the water. Ripples of light. Not sure it's a good follow, idea. Follow the actual ripples out from you. And there's a kind of singing musical note that enters the air as you splash through. The water you guys can see rises up far more than it should around him and is sending droplets that glisten like jewels as they sail through the air in slow motion behind him. Drifting upwards? Yeah, actually, like up toward that dome ceiling. Very slowly, though. It's not like reverse rain. It's like some sort of weird slow-motion anti-gravity water. Eve, I'm not sure this is wise. Now, what do they know? Look at that thing. It's all... That's got to be like 
hundreds of pounds of silver and gold, not to mention the rubies and emeralds and diamonds and opals and everything else on there. Things the size of a kid. I'm not even interested in that. I just want to see what's inscribed on it. Were there other entrances or exits here? I've never Uh, been interested in money, so... Yeah, taking a look around, you can see those cloisters running off on either side, and it looks like at the far end, there's a door, like an honest-to-goodness door, not a doorway. Just an ordinary square door reinforced with metal studs. Looks like, you know, some sort of artwork and stuff on them, but... Keeping an eye out while he's doing this. Is there is there anything inscribed on the Ankh, or is it just gem-encrusted? No, it's just this enormous gem-encrusted silver and gold Ankh. I would like to do a self-compel. Please. I'm going to, you know, if I could get just a handful of these gems, I could put Annie through college without any oh, problems yeah. whatsoever. Take a fate point, Thank son. Thank you. I am going to head toward the pool. You can take a couple steps and splash right into it. You'll be, like, up to your thighs in water. Okay. What are you doing? If I could get just a handful of those gems, I could put Dude, Annie that's not ours. college. Dude, stealing. Comes I know, this but... little girl voice. Every <laughs> sound echoes in here, by the way. It's not doing anybody good just sitting... You don't Dave. know that they could be in the next room watching TV or something. Dave, da- David, sorry. This thing reeks of, like, old-school D&D trap, man. <laughs> I love the fact that Adam knows about old school D and D. How we spent 1974 with playing, <laughs> playing Brownstone with Dave Aronson. Are you kidding? That rabbi yeah. used to play D and D with you. <laughs> he started a youth group for it back in the day. Yeah, it taught kids math and problem solving. <laughs> I got this picture of this old Hasidic Jew behind a dungeon master screen. Mm-hmm. Right, and roll a, your D twenty. Thick Brooklyn. Roll your D20 now. Come on. Yiddish accent. Played by Jackie Mason. He was a killer DM, man. I I went through five characters in one night with him. Oh, you're dead. You're dead. Roll up another character. Roll up another character. In his games, if you made good moral choices, you generally succeeded. And the paths were, or the traps and stuff were for those who were like greedy or lazy or who didn't think. Mm-hmm. I, want to go, I want to go to the rabbi's Talmudic D&D sessions. Yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> awesome. So basically, I need to use that character somewhere. All right. <laughs> You're welcome to. Yeah, no That's awesome. I like that. Now I'm going to gra- grab David's shoulder and go, don't do it. I was just going over to look and see if there's any kind of hints or anything on this thing. Come on, this is this is screaming old D&D trap. This is screaming Indiana Jones trap. Why the hell would they put yeah. something like this out in the middle of plain sight? The shimmering droplets from the pool are still slowly making their way upward. Are they above my head yet? Oh, yeah. Can I jump up and smack them down? <laughs> sure. As you jump up, more rise up around you. And you get a handful of them, but when you splash down, you send up scores more than you originally had. Okay, I'm calling that a tactical error let's get out of the water there are better ways to make money for your kid man and you know it i don't know how that works if i relent do i i I took a faint point so i i don't know no you did something that you know could potentially cause you trouble okay all right then i will follow him slightly reluctantly follow him back or her back what's ezra excuse me esmeralda doing during this time i've been keeping an eye on the 
cloister entrances and the door to make sure yep. no one comes rushing out here and like, who stole our own? In the dim illumination between the shadows of the pillars, you can make out some ghostly forms softly glowing in the light, white arcing lines, arranged ray. Oh man, those are like rib cages and limbs and stuff over there. Not human, but there's a few of them. Hey, Esme, where are we going next? Say we check out that door over there. Like the actual door door. Oh, okay. I start trudging over toward the door. <laughs> I thought about putting several doors in. You know, more doors, but since you guys are just walking. Well, one does not simply walk through more doors. Oh, God. Bravo, sir. You got the pun master to groan. Wow. Yes. Thank you. Yes, he did. So you guys going it's around the pool? History, but... <laughs> Keeping the old school theme here, you guys going around the pool or through it or what? I'm going around it. Yeah, okay. I'll go around. I've already already had my path. Yeah. So there's these you know, slight overhangs on either side of the room supported by pillars, these cloisters. It's not quite a hallway, but almost. Right. And in there, you see maybe half a dozen large skeletons. Long reptilian skulls lined with triangular shark-like teeth, big heavy rib cages, four clawed limbs, long tails. The hell are those? They look, they like look ugly. <laughs> no, they look familiar. They look like the things we fought in Dinosaur Land. Actually, I'm gonna yeah. take the I'm gonna take the dino tooth out of my out of my backpack or uh, well, it's now a backpack out of my pack of stuff. Mm-hmm. When the hell did you guys fight dinosaurs? You were there. You picked one up by the tail. Oh, no. Yeah, okay. see, if, see if the teeth match. They do. You also can see that this skull has been punctured in several places, and there's the decaying halves of arrows still in there. Okay, well, they don't like these guys either, then. So, yay? We're not going to meet, like, the weird reptile people in here, are we? No, it looks like they might hunt these weird reptile people. No. So the dinosaur hunting Amazons are my type of people. Okay. I mean, the people we helped, they weren't exactly human, you remember? Oh, that's true. In fact, there's broken arrows, arrowheads. Down there, you see one of these things with its jaws still gaping, its teeth sunk into a round shield. Alrighty then. Either this Looks is like the trophy, trophy hall, or this was a hell of a battle area. Looks like that one bit off more than they could chew. Looking more. <laughs> you get more of a there's, trophy hall feel to it. Yeah, they're scattered, lying about as though they fell and then decayed, as opposed to being posed. But they are only here. They're, they're not in the center or in the water. I don't know. I'm just going to head over to the door. It's weird that they're here, but maybe not entirely unexpected. Not the weirdest Great thing big- I've done today. <laughs> I say, scratching my pigtail. If you scratch it, you'll only make it worse. Great big double doors, metal reinforced. The metal has been fashioned into spikes, which resemble stylized seashells, like the spiral form shells of some ocean-dwelling snails, you know? Right. Not why. They're uh, scarred with long claw marks all over their lower halves. The doors are. Shall I knock? I don't see why not. There's no handle or anything else obvious. Well, then I just reach out and knock on the door. It's solid. Your knock returns no echo. Very thick doors, they must be. Damn. I don't know why I said that like Yoda. (laughs) Yoda's our GM. (laughs) 
God, that would be so annoying. Please uh, let us not do any impressions. I, okay, no Yodas. Right. I, I was say that as much to myself as anyone else. I was muted. Dan oh, Dan. I wondered. I thought you were following along in reverential silence. No, What's going on? Probably for the best because I had my Yoda impression. And, yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm just following along in reverential silence. Oh, works. Nobody's home. Uh, how do you propose opening the door then? Push. I push it. It gives very slightly but stops part way, as though it were barred on the far side. Back up. Okay, I am going to... harder. I am going to push the door. <laughs> okay. Let's call this a might roll. Okay. Four pluses. Ooh, nice. And might is already at plus three, so that's a grand total of plus seven. Oh, <laughs> The door moves a little, strains, pushes open enough that now you can see the heavy wooden beam on the far side through an infinitesimal crack between the doors. You strain further. You hear a slight groaning. And then there's a sound like a gunshot as the beam just suddenly gives. And you very nearly fall through on the other side. Good thing you don't, because a curtain of fire washes across the doorway on the opposite side. Frickin' booby traps. Yeah, check for traps before you open the door. Yeah, I'm not the rogue, all right? <laughs> hey, uh, David? So much for the Indiana Jones comparisons. Yeah, no, this is still Indiana Jones. It's just better traps. <sighs> yeah, you're Billy. Oh, damn. <laughs> I'm who? Temple of Doom, Billy the Whiny Blonde. That's Willie. Whatever. Okay. Willie yeah. Scott. I didn't know who he was. Who she was. I don't know. I don't know. It's the least good of the three. Of the four. Uh, four. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Four movies. <laughs> <laughs> you're obviously insane. You can see a small chamber on the far side. Small in comparison to the other one. It's like you know the size of an apartment. Walls lined with shelves, badly burned and decayed books, and here and there on the floor, piles of black soot. Hmm. Who the hell burned? Oh. Are there any books I can salvage? Probably. Looks like two or three might still be in okay condition. Okay, Eve, focus. Focus. This is not the time to go all librarian. You're going to throw the odd thing <laughs> back in my face, aren't you? Yep. Yeah, you you suck. I want you to know that right now. So you taking the books or not? Because, I mean, they're right there. All you have to do is step into the room. Oh, we're not in the room yet? <laughs> I go pick up a rock, and I toss it in the room. It sails through, lands on the floor, rolls up against a pile of greasy-looking soot. Okay. See, you're missing the point. If it, I'm, if there is the trap to be had here, it's probably going to be triggered by grabbing one of the books. These guys are playing with us. We had gold and jewels back there. We have, and now we have books that which you're interested in salvaging. At some point, we're going to find something that she's going to want to mess with. I say, pointing at Esme. Got that part. Maybe this is the one for Esme. It's just I'm the one that actually gives a shit about books since I own a bookstore. Yeah, I mean to tell you about that Kindle thing. Wise ass. <laughs> All right, fine. We'll let this stuff rot. Let's move. I'm not convinced it's ever was ever really here to begin with, much less 
Maybe it's illus- illusory. Yeah, you've been second-guessing everything since we got here. Who, me? No, Dave. Maybe they're shape-shifted wolves. Maybe they're illusionary books. Maybe they're real wolves. Maybe this is a sign of a great battle. One I... tends to live longer that way. I step into the room. A tremendous wash of flame cascades down upon you. Oh, nice. You got a chance to make a defense here? Lovely. Oh, fire bad, Dave. Shut up. <laughs> All right, what do I... Leave it to Eve to screw things up for the rest of us. I know, right? (laughs) Shut up. Am I right? Am I right, gentlemen? (laughs) Depends on what your defense is, as in what you're doing. Or you can look at what your best defense is and justify that, but I need an action to go with it. Well, I saw the fire burst when I popped open the door the first time. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, the trap reloaded. Who knew? Good trap making. What you doing? I'm just... Hell, I'm clay. At worst, I'm going to get baked. I'm going with endurance. Sounds good to me. <laughs> so I'm just, I'll lose my clothes and I'll be walking through the dunes naked. But hey, <laughs> considering the character that you based her off of, yes. And of course, if we had to have, if this was a movie, this would not fly. The one woman in the party who winds up getting naked is the B. Arthur. <laughs> no, she just sounds like B. Arthur. She looks like a scary female wrestler. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's. Even worse. Plus one, so six. Poor B. Arthur. It's a bad... Ooh, nice. Okay, so that comes down to a three-stress att- three hit. Okay, now if I burn a fate point, how, how, do I, how do I pay off stress with fate points? Or can you? Could, I would totally let you add to your roll with one of your aspects and a fate point and some suitable narration. Or you also could take consequences, if you like. Actually, this works really well with one of the aspects, Child of Forgotten Science. That's I was forged using fire. Works for me. I have inner fire running throughout me. Fire does not scare me. <laughs> so give me a fate point. All right. Done and done. And that will increase your defense by two, making this a one stress hit. And I can deal with that. I'll check off the one box. Deek. And just walk on through and then just kind of pat the fire out and look at them like, you coming? Yep. Let's go. Oh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but it looked like the trap reloaded between me busting the door open and me taking a walk through the fire bath. You don't say. Sitting in there, or now that you're on the far side, you can see a set of sculptures in here. Dragon-like creatures. More serpent than your traditional western dragon, with their heads pointed down at the doorway from above. They're still ticking faintly with heat. Can I reach up and slam their mouths shut? Absolutely. And I will do so. And that is done. They're hinged, and their jaws are designed to lock together with the teeth as kind of clasps. All right, who's feeling brave? I still got to get in the room. Well, come on. After you, David. I'll go into the room. You cross through, nothing happens. It looks like it's cleared. Yeah, I don't trust that. I'm bringing a uh, four-shift ice shield over my head, just a dome of ice. Mm-hmm. Not unlike an umbrella. Take uh, one mental stress for that, just for doing the evocation. Yeah, it doesn't have and... to last long, just long enough for me to get through the threshold. Okay. As you you step across joining the others, and no fire rains down upon you. Oh, that was anticlimactic. All right. I shut the dragon's mouths. I had nothing but utter faith in you. Yeah, I bet. Now can I take a look at the books, please? You can do whatever you want. You do. I'm going to poke through these, these greasy piles of soot. 
Yeah, they're greasy looking. They have this feathery quality. The ash does. It smears on whatever you touch it with. Uh, my sword, actually. Yeah, smears on the sword. The whole place smells like a fire. Well, perhaps unsurprisingly, like the stone of the walls themselves has soaked up the smell of smoke. Now, as a wizard who has seen other wizards do their stuff, what's the chances of me seeing the remnants of people who have burnt been burnt to death by a massive fire? I would call that a quick lore roll. Sounds about right to me. Uh, it's a three. Okay. Huh. Now it doesn't quite look right for that. They're too gathered, and they're all fairly regular, almost as if the ashes have been arranged. Oh, okay. I don't suppose there's any push brooms in the, in the room here, are there? Not that you see, no. All right. There is not but the single door on the far side. So I guess that's what we're making for next, huh? Sounds about Unless, right. Adam, were you grabbing? Were you going to go ahead and grab a couple of the books? Well, I want to take one of the books down and take a look at it. Yeah, no okay. problem. You know you want to. I'm curious. Let you do it. I ain't doing it. So, reach up, grab one of the books. It's uh, a curious volume. A forgotten lore? Possibly. A quaint and curious <laughs> volume of forgotten lore? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Strange writing on the side. You know, down the uh, down the spine, it's a leather that you don't recognize. Some sort of scales. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not people. <laughs> <laughs> no, people leather would probably be pretty distinctive. Just picture Zsa Zsa Gabor's face, and you've got it. Um, <laughs> Are you making a Zsa Zsa Gabor joke in 2013? Really? Yeah, I am. <laughs> really? <laughs> because I kick it old school. <laughs> <laughs> Where Charo and. And uh, Bruce Jenner not available to you? <laughs> you might have noticed it earlier. I made a joust reference. I missed that one. Ah, uh, coochie, coochie. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's not paper. It's more like uh, some sort of heavy, thick cloth. Almost like vellum? Yeah, like vellum, but little gold seams along the edge. So it's not frayed or open or anything like that. And uh, writing in an interesting sort of spiral pattern. Would I recognize any of this? That spiral pattern writing just sounds familiar for some reason. That pattern sounds familiar, but you you don't think you've seen something like this before. So, David, there's a faint whispering sound and a kind of crackling just behind you. Okay, I turn to look. You are facing a black, charred skeleton. Bah! Barely held together, flame crackling out from between the gaps in its bones and the cracks in its skull. It reaches out for you. Others have formed from the piles of ash on the floor. Everybody, give me an alertness roll. All right, fine point of David. It was a trap. Oh, no, I'm sorry. David. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> no, my, my alertness is plus two. I just rolled two minuses. I like this book. This is a good book. I got no, that just, five. It's reaction time. You're looking at a book. <laughs> yes. Okay, plus two. And my alertness was already at three. So now it's at, I have alertness five. So I'll do what we did. Last time, 
when we had two people with the same, you guys just decide who goes first. And it can change turn to turn based on your actions and okay. stuff. Are they in the same zone? In the same zone as us or different ones? Same zone. This is uh, one room, one zone. There's another room behind you, which is another one. This has the aspects of close spaces and ashes everywhere. How many? Half a dozen. Oh, serious? Yeah. Ooh. So, Esmeralda or David? Quick, what are you doing? Esmeralda, go, because I got slightly distracted. Crap. Yeah, give me a second here. I know what I want to do. I just got to look at the mechanics of it real quick. Do, do, do. Sorry, it couldn't be helped. It was a RL thing. I understand. It's fine. No, no I problem. I can't use my rote, because they're all in the same area. Yeah, anyway, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> 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 Fireball in closed space. Not a good idea. Great response. Come here, you. We're an old uh, DD game. Cast magic missile, for God's sake. There's half a dozen of them, so I want to... I'm actually trying to do some support stuff here. Have you all gone completely, Michigan? Just fire the damn magic missile. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming back. Come Got on, you're what, like, you are like 12th level? Shouldn't you have like like six of them now? Come on. Old Rabbi Silverfarb. <laughs> ah, Silverfarb, no! No. Jesus Christ. Here we go. No, it's not it either. Oh, yeah. That, uh, was, that was Dr. Ben Lohman. That was the rabbi. Yeah. Oh, you had to push the button on the mechanical dragon. What the hell were you thinking? Didn't your mother raise you better than that? Yeah. You're All right. Smart. Yeah, heck, I'll do it. I'll put it on the actual room itself. Yeah, because it'll help me out. I'm using freezing wind. Wrote. Point my wand out there. Uh, which is now all like silvery with like ribbons on the end of it. Awesome. Like a glittery silver. They should be star. glittery ribbons. Yeah, glittery ribbons. Uh, you know, actually, you know, remember those, I don't know, the batons that were like filled with water and glitter? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it's that with like ribbons on the end, like a big old golden star. Remember that. Especially like cardboard and glitter. I should sell them for a buck a pop. Right. I bring that out. I look at it for a moment, blinking, and then continue <laughs> on. <laughs> I shout out a star and it should put the. Uh, aspect frosty on the entire oh, room nice which while we're all frosty will help me with further ice evocations and anyone can use that the first time anyone uses it it is free it's a sticky aspect lasts for three exchanges very good uh, would you mind keeping track of that one yeah no problem thanks yeah strength five evocation so it's gonna be one thing for me and i get a total of three to cast it so uh, actually, sorry. I got a three plus four. I'll have to spend a fate point here, so I'll do that. Tagging you... my that hoodoo that I do. Mm-hmm. How so? I'm very good at my job. Okay, works for me. Yeah, so it's uh, it'll last for three exchanges. Excellent. Yeah, it just basically covers the whole area of ice and snow. And nice. Okay, David. I'm gonna pick up a handful of ice and snow and chuck it mm -hmm. at the flaming skeletons. Ooh, really? okay. Got a big old nasty gun and. Uh, not everything can be solved with firepower. Works for me. Really? Some of it can really? be solved with ice power. That's right. <laughs> that sounds an awful lot like an attack. It sounds to me like you're using that aspect. Yes, I am. You're throwing. I'm willing to call this weapons. Okay. It's going to be like Oof. a weapon one attack. Got a plus one. I have weapons. I should have weapons. Oh, and of course it's an average skill, so I'm at plus two at this point. Okay. Oh wait, but I get to use the I used the aspect, so that's mm -hmm. three that and four. Is yeah, I'll keep that three and. I just see what you roll first before you attack the aspect. I roll. I 
What? I just did. I rolled. Oh, did you roll? I'm sorry. I didn't. Sorry. Yeah, I had a. Uh, I got a plus one on my roll, which means ah, my weapons is at plus two. Plus, with the aspect, it's plus four. Plus, with the weapons rating that he just gave, it's plus five. Oh well, the weapons rating will come into play for damage and stuff. Yeah. So that's oh, okay. plus four. Plus four. There's no attempt at defense on this thing's part other than for it to lurch forward and bring burning hands around your neck. But as you are doing so, let's see, that was four, and it's a weapons one attack. As it is doing so, one of its hands just breaks off at the wrist, steam rising up from the hollow, ashy bones where the flame inside touches the snow, and part of its skull dropping away as well. Sweet. See? No firepower. Already, It's already falling apart, and you think that burn is going to hurt later, but it's like accidentally touching a toaster. Okay. Others come forward doing pretty much the same thing. They're just reaching out and trying to grab you by the neck, by the shoulders, by the hair, just anywhere they can lay their bony, ashy, flamey fingers on you guys. Not even offering a drink first. All right, everybody, you are looking at... Oh, that makes me sad. An attack of only two shifts. I just rolled nothing. Okay. (laughs) Well, what are you using for defense? Well, I hadn't really figured that out yet, actually. I'm going to... Oh, I don't need to tag it. I just need to tag it if I'm going to need to use it. So I'm going to just keep picking up chunks of ice and snow and throwing them at these things as they're coming at. Like, I'll be bending down as it reaches for my neck, picking up snow and hurling it at them. I'm willing to call that either weapons or athletics, whichever one's better for you. That would be athletics, I think. Okay. Hang on, let me double check. Everyone else, go oh, ahead. yes, definitely. Athletics is at... Uh, Great. So that's plus four. And so that's what I'm at, plus four, because I didn't roll anything extra with my dice one way or the other. So Nice. No stress for you. I tend to try and live pretty relaxed. Yeah. Use other gals. How many of these things coming at me? Three or four. I just need your defense. What are you doing, and what's your roll result? Well, seeing what David is doing, I'm going to pull a scene out of uh, Beauty and the Beast where the beast reaches down, scoops up a massive snowball, mm-hmm. and whips him at it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So th- this is more akin to, like, the bottom snowball of a snowman that I'm throwing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll make that a weapons roll for you. Okay. I was about to ask, would that be fists or weapons? Yeah, that's weapons. All right. Weapons as a defense? Crap. Three negatives, so I'm at plus one. Oh, good. I get to hurt somebody, at least. So that's a two-stress hit for you. What is armored? You crush one, but uh, several of them grab hold of you. They're searingly hot. However, you do have armor, as I recall. Yeah, armor of one. That will reduce the stress of a lot of attacks, including this one. Okay. So that would, like, reduce it down to a one? Mm Mm-hmm. And I already have the one box checked off, so I check off two anyway. Oh, well. Yep. It's burning, but you you are not living flesh. Yeah. Esmeralda, what's your defense? What are you doing? I'm just going to, because uh, I'm tiny, I'm going to slide underneath their attack, probably slipping oh, on the ice a bit. Kind of baseball sliding on the ice under their that's attack. That's an athletics defense if I ever heard one. Sure is the plan. Uh, that's a three total. Okay. 
several of them grab for you. You slide right between the legs of one, knocking <laughs> another one down. <laughs> and Adam, your action. Well, I have like three or four of them grabbing me, right? Yes. Is there a snowbank right next to me? They're screaming, and it sounds like distant, as though they're screaming from the depths of hell themselves. Of course there is a snowbank near you. This room has the aspect frosty. Okay. I'm going to just fall face first into the snowbank then and drag them Uh along. I think I lost everyone. No, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. I'm just, I'm going to be like a giant kid and just fall into the snowbank and drag him along with me. Oh, I like that. That sounds like athletics as an attack to me. Could I use might since I'm trying to drag as many with me as possible? 100%. Okay. Because I don't have athletics. Okay. Where the hell were you when I needed you a little bit ago? All right. Plus one. That gives me plus four. Their defense oh, it's just they're just trying to pull on you and pull you back. Ooh, that does not work out well for them. And you pull three of them into the snow bank. There's a hideous scream, like well, like steam escaping a lobster's shell. And they detonate around you on contact with the freezing cold snow. I'll stand up all covered in snow and kinda of look at the rest of them and go, Who wants a hug? <laughs> Esmeralda or David? How many are up still? Taking a quick look around, uh, nine or ten. Oh, well, hell. Or wait, wait. I'm sorry. I said half a dozen before. Taking a quick look around, three or four. Okay. That's significantly different. Yes. yes. Most of them are closing in. Uh, the ones that are around are those that are closing in on David. All right. Now, here's, the, here's an example of contrast. I'm going to, as I pull out my gun and, and finish these bastards off, if I can... I don't know if they're like minions or if I can... Oh, no, this is not Spirit... Never mind. Forget I said that. This is not Spirit of the Century. I know what you're going for. (laughs) All right, let's see. (laughs) Great, I lost one of my dice. Um, Let's cancel. (laughs) Good luck making your rolls from now on, sucker. Those cancel. That's a zero. Where the hell did you go? Oh, there you are. And you're a plus. Very nice. That's a plus one. My guns is at plus four. Oh, wait, don't I have a thing where I can use conviction instead of guns with my... Or am I confusing that with something else? If you are... If you pray for guidance beforehand and you are acting in alignment with your god, then you can use conviction in place of, like, anything. Okay, I'm not... This is not now. So, plus... That's plus four, plus my dice is plus five, and this isn't really in... I mean, it's not out of line with purpose, but it's not really in line with it either. There's no innocence being protected here, so that's plus five. not dealing with... You know, specifically with unholy monsters, you know, like with the ghouls and stuff. Nor are we protecting anybody innocent that we know of, at least, at this point. That was like at the start of this week that you were gunning down ghouls in front of Ezra's house. Wow. that's So it never ceases to amaze me. That's just weird. (laughs) The the gulf between game time and real time. (laughs) So what's your total for your attack roll? Don't take your weapons rating into account. Not that great. It's just plus five. Plus five is good. I'm going to use the overflow action here because you got more than you needed. Okay. You got two more than you needed, so you can use that as an extra action at plus two. You got five shifts. You only needed three to hit one of the skeletons. So if you like, you can use the other two shifts 
as a plus two action. Right, I just can't think of what that action might be. Shooting oh, yeah. another one. Oh, I there we go. About to say, shoot another one. Because it sounded like that's sort of what you were trying to do. Well, yeah, but do, does that mean I can make another... I mean, it's at plus two. Do I make another... Oh, no, I just add that plus... Never mind. Sorry, yeah, my brain... And it's plus two. Okay, so plus it's plus two in addition to the... Nope, just straight up plus two. Okay, but I need plus three to hit the thing. Go ahead and make a roll. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Not adding weapons or anything else. Okay. You just add plus two. Gotcha. Sorry, had a moment... Whatever the well, hell. we've never used this before. And, you know, it says it can't be an offensive action, and I'm using it slightly differently. So, plus But it was interesting, and I liked what you were trying to oh, do. Oh, yeah. I, I appreciate it. Okay, that's plus Better. one. Better. It is now a plus three action, so it just barely made it, but I made it nonetheless. Okay, the weapons rating on that bad boy is three. three? Yes. Okay, as I recall. So, <laughs> with a truncated scream... The rounds blow two of them to dust. They just evaporate, leaving behind a fine trace of icy motes and sparks. That leaves only two of them. One of them scrambling after Esmeralda, and the other one kind of staggering toward Adam. I'll pick up the so stairs. Esmeralda, I think it's... A seven-tenth split. <laughs> <laughs> Bring up five-shift attack. going to split it between a... Uh... Weapon 2 and a weapon 3 attack mm. and hit two targets at once. Ooh, I like it. I forgot I can do that instead of hitting uh, an area. I can just split up multiple attacks. There's my magic missiles. Air evocation, just bringing out blasts of ice shards. Mm. Friggity diggity doo! <laughs> Jeez, stop rolling off the table. There we go. Well, I'm going to spend another fate point. Mm -hmm. Tagging that frosty aspect, Oops. grabbing the ambient cold. And that comes at him with a total of five to hit. Ah, nice. Okay. Weapon three on the one against me and the weapon two on the one going after uh, David. So the one in front of you, well, you can describe its destruction. I'm curious how you think, you know, ash held together by like fire energy meeting ice the and air. The blast of ice and snow hits it, uh, obscuring it for a moment, revealing then just a skeleton made out of like dirty ice. Mm hmm that stands there for a second, then crumbles and cracks, sounding like, you know, broken glass. Nice. That happens to both of them. The other one is heavily eroded, like its arms and parts of its skull washing away, but a rib cage balanced on two breaking legs, one flaming claw outstretched, still reaches out for Adam. I'm going to go ahead and assume, Adam, that you can beat an attack of zero on your yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure I can. <laughs> okay, so it grabs a hold of you, and this is the, the last one. It's barely intact. In what fashion do you dispatch it? I just grab it and stuff it in the snowbank with the other ones. <laughs> There's a quiet whoomph. As snow and steam jets up around it, and uh, then you're just holding a handful of dirty slush. Wipe it off my hands. Well, that was fun. Okay, fine. No more. We'll go with David's initial assessment. Touch nothing but the lamp. I think that's kind of too little too late, but hey, I appreciate your coming to your senses. Oh, hi, Pot. How you doing? <laughs> so, we got that other door, huh? I wade through the snow, and I'm like, am I being the designated door opener? I'm just curious. You better believe it, Buster. No. I don't suppose you actually got the book, did you? Yeah, do I still have the book? Absolutely. 
Oh, well. I, to- I toss it to Ezra. It falls apart in the air. No. no. <laughs> I'm cruel, but I'm not that cruel today. I particularly like the fact that his scream of frustration was digitally screwed with, made it sound almost demonic. That was kind of neat. <laughs> cool. So yeah, book acquired. I'll flip through it really quick just to get an idea. Should I grab the other book, or do you think that would trigger more skeletons? Let's see what this one is first. It's right. another Castadoniontic book. <laughs> I don't know. I doubt. Vellum lined with gold along the edges. A metallic-looking ink, almost opalescent. You know, it's dark, but has a faint rainbow sheen. Kind of pictographic writing, maybe, in spirals. Oh, can't read it. That's interesting. I'll stick that in the door of the Explorer backpack. <laughs> That's right, I forgot. I knew the backpack was something, but I couldn't remember what it was. Backpack, backpack, all right. I'll go and open the door. This one is but a single door, so smaller yet than even the ones that led to this room. It's even kind of a low single door. You're going to have to duck to get through this. Well, does it open, or is this one kind of wedged shut, too? No, this one swings right open. Well, swings, sorry. It slides into the wall. Oh, it's a pocket door. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Beyond Uh, that, you can see a long, curving corridor. And all along the floor are three-sided spikes. The floor is dense with them. Caltrops? Yeah. The floor is not made of them. I mean... No, it's a floor of tightly fitted stone. Same thing with the walls and ceiling. You can see uh, sconces along the left-hand wall for torches now absent. It's just covered with caltrops, the floor. Can I kneel down and, like, sweep some out of the way? Sure. Nikki would be so proud. (laughs) Why Why is that? that? Because she loves caltrops. Really? Don't we all? (laughs) Or as I call them, God's D4s. I was just about to say, you know, bag of four-sided dice, do the same damn thing. Uh, They uh, they sweep easily aside. They're big, like fist size, uh, beautifully crafted. Ooh, I gotta pick one up. Yo, each of the spikes is triangular in cross-section, comes to a wicked point. There's a little barb behind each point. Hmm. It's a nasty piece of work, but I'm it looks almost up. lovingly made. I'm going to pick up like three or four of these and put them in a, call traps. in a coat pocket or something. Done and done. What'd you say? I didn't quite make that out. I said artisanal call traps. Yeah. You get them for free at Olive Garden. Bespoke. <laughs> yes, they would be bespoke. I love that word. It does not mean anything like what it sounds like it means. I, know, I never heard that word until maybe two years ago. Then I heard it everywhere. That's the rage with kids these days on their salon.tumblr and... NPR. (laughs) Waste of my tips. 20 minutes about bespoke suits. (laughs) Awesome. Hey, it's no worse than the... Oh, God. When I was in grad school, they had a science Friday, and they were talking about... There's a specific type of protein that folds other proteins, Mm -hmm. and it's called a chaperone protein. That's great. (laughs) Yeah, but for some reason, the guy talking about this in the article decided to, just with that one word, chaperone, take on the most Hispanic accent he possibly could. <laughs> it's Ch- like, chaperone? Yeah, ch- is, and the chaperone proteins will come in, and 
and I'm working next to a guy who's from Spain. And it's, <laughs> that makes listening. it sound like they should and be riding in on horses, firing guns into the air. Yeah, and he, and he looks over at me. And he's like, he didn't just say that, did he? He's like, I, I don't. And then he did it again. He's like, and then and then the chaperon proteins. We'll grab hold of it, and we just busted out laughing. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh my god, it's, it's the chaperones. <laughs> So, you guys, what are your alertnesses? Three. Two. One. Contact. Contact. Is the answer. Is the moment or something like that. I don't know. Anything has been Three. I used okay. to watch it just because it had Mr. Wizard. Mr. Wizard was on, Mr. Was on three, two, one, contact. He was in my area. Uh, we had the, the Bloodhound Gang. but Well, yeah, we had the Bloodhound Gang, but Mr. Didn't Wizard was on. Did they do the Boys in the Hood thing? What? Never mind. Huh? No, that was Jonathan Colton. The Bloodhound Gang, isn't that... It, it's a band, yes. They did You and Me, Baby Ain't Nothing But Mammals. Let's do it like we do on the Discovery Channel. Yeah, they also do... Yeah, they also, touch. They also yeah. did a... Uh, it did a kind a of... Dance. Along the same lines as Jonathan Colton, they did a thing with Boys in the Hood. They did Lap Dance is Always Better and the Strippers Crying, and they also did Pretty When I'm Drunk. They also did Kiss Me Where It Smells Funny. Yeah. <laughs> They're a great band. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm going to keep walking down the hallways. <laughs> So. I don't remember them on three, two, one contact. Though. No, I like that no, the that characters was... are discussing this as you head down this ancient curving stone hall. <laughs> There's no reason for us to be discussing this because the only reason we did was you asked us what our alertness was. <laughs> I still think it's funny as hell. Like they're talking about this. <laughs> That's and all. Three, by the way. Remember three, two, one contact that TV show. <laughs> I remember so, Mister Mister Wizard, and then you know there we go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the whole winds like it curves one way and then it curves the other, and at the same time it's sort of rising and falling. Increasingly in the low areas, you're finding standing water, and here and there water is dripping from the ceiling. And we are still no closer to the damn Amazons. Amazons. You want to go back out and play with the puppies? Go to the Amazons and play with the puppies. That was obviously a... What are we missing here? At the moment, dry clothes. <laughs> yeah, now there's standing puddles just about everywhere and water running down the walls, dripping from the ceiling. Where it's touched the sconces, it's formed little stalagmites of iron oxide, you know, just rust sickles hanging down. I'm still trying to make sure that we're not going to be trotting on artisanal? No, artisan. Caltrop. I think is the word you're looking for. Yeah, D'Artagnan, something like that. <laughs> the D'Artagnan Caltrops, gotcha. Yeah, it sounded like you were sort of going ahead and just kind of sweeping them out of the way, which is all yeah, it takes. shuffling my feet. Yeah. Makes a hell of a racket, but... Well, hey, if they didn't hear us with the firebomb going yeah. off... <laughs> yeah. Show me the way to go home. Boom, boom, boom. Tired and I want to go to bed. Oh. Had me a drink about an hour ago and it went right to my head. And there's a door. Hey. <laughs> it's a little round door. A hobbit door. Okay, Carlton. Will. Take it. Carlton. Nice. Okay, so we got a little girl, B. Arthur, and whatever David's voice sounds like. Singing the song. <laughs> it's probably beautiful. <laughs> Echoing in this, you know, serpentine chamber. Especially because the B. Arthur voice was the one going boom, boom, boom. boom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to fill out the bass. Oh, All right. Yeah. All right. So, who wants to open up the habit hole? Uh, probably. Look, looking at Asmer. Same here. Yep. Does. 
<laughs> it's just your size. It is. It's like perfectly sized. It's got the same decor as the round shields, both in the engraving that the bears were holding up above and the one that was wedged in the jaw of that land shark. The Beulet. Why do I even know that? <laughs> the Beulet? Is it the bu- is it the Beulet or the bu- Beulet? I always said Beulet. Yeah, that's what I always said. Does it really matter, guys? We have a door to get through. Esme, we don't anyway. care. Open the stupid right, door. Open the door. Thank you. Door Can opening it? noise. Please open the door. Give her a withering <laughs> look. Ah, warmth. The crackling of a fire. Golden light spilling through. Soft music. The smell of roasting meat. Somehow I doubt it's the girl from Ipanema. It's like having Michael Winslow right next to us. I was just just being uncanny. It's like Nikki is in the room. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be muting now. David, you scare me. So you see a great hall, huge chamber, giant fireplace on the far side, banquet table, heavily laden with bowls of fresh fruit and plates of roasted meat and goblets of wine and bottles of spirits. Music is coming from somewhere. Rich tapestries line the walls. The floor is made of dark, polished wood. The walls of uh, fitted stone lined, as I said, with tapestries. Big arcing ceiling with carved beams holding it up. What do the tapestries depict? Tapestries show battles. Women. All right. Highly stylized. Uh, the whole thing, they're, like they're spearing the, the creatures that you saw before back there. There's some on chariots firing short, curved little bows into something that kind of looks like a starfish all drawn up and walking on the points of its feet. That's an elder uh, thing. <laughs> hideous serpentine creatures with like no faces, just ravening circular mouths. Okay, it looks like they're fighting the inhabitants of Bikini Bottom. Outsiders or something. I was pointing at the Patrick Star. Hey. Is that a TV show? Yeah. Oh, I keep forgetting with you. And there's doors everywhere. All size, manner, and shape just lining the walls. Shit. We're not falling for the, the food and wine trap, are we? What I say, turning around with my mouth full in a linen goblet? You know, dude, there's all kinds of, like, wine. That looks like, that. yes, that's definitely a hammered silver plate with lines of blow. Yeah, I'm I'm already eating. Yeah. <laughs> I was literal when I was, like, turning around with, like, my mouth full. Okay, so, yeah, you've, you're sat what? down and eating. Take a fate point. I'm not standing down, like, like you, you, no, 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 no. Uh, take the fate point. <laughs> Oh, I might be sitting down. I don't know. Got that, Esmeralda? I got the fate point, yep. Yep, okay. And yeah, you're you're in the seat. Okay. Oh. Is this going to be like some Miyazaki shit where you're going to turn into a pig or something? I'm uh, more concerned about like a Pan's Labyrinth thing. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. That's don't, even, don't even listen <laughs> to these people. 
There's so wicked, much good stuff here. So tiny, I get a wicked buzz real easy with the wand. Yes, that's the great thing about being small. You're already buzzed. My God, it is like Nikki's right there in the room. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, is there... Uh, tiny, I'm, thin figures, winged, step out from behind like the bowls and the apples, emerging tenuously, and then looking up at Esmeralda, uh, begin putting on a little show. They're performing acrobatics. Homunculus pyramids. Homunculus pyramids. Hey, are they, back, are they back in town? Are they back together? <laughs> Homunculus pyramids, my favorite psychedelic band. That is a good band name. I like that. That's <laughs> that is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, they're featureless little creatures, you know, uh, humanoid, but they they don't have any real Wait. definition to them. They don't have faces. They just have little sort of dragonfly-like wings. Can I approach one? You're uh, walking up toward the table, and God, that stuff looks so good. Esmeralda's just, like, stuffing herself. It, well, the food is tempting, but you said homunculus. Yeah, for... these little, almost doll-like figures with dragonfly wings, sexless, no faces, capering, dancing, putting on elaborately choreographed routines, apparently for Esmeralda's amusement. How fun they are. Yeah. I pull out a chair and sit down and hold out my hand to one. All right. So you've got yourself sat down. Uh, one of them comes uh, walking forward, steps delicately up into your palm, and proffers the tiniest goblet of wine with a deep bow. I kind of look at it, and I look at the others, and could I have water? No ears, no nothing. A little flash as the thing jumps off your palm, does, in a, does a backflip. And uh, talking with several of the others, I mean, they confer animatedly, even though you hear no sound. I mean, they don't have mouths. Yeah. A group of a half dozen of them move across the table and coordinated by one in the front who's like waving its arms. They're pushing a silver goblet of water toward you. I look into the goblet. Ah, there's a party in there. Reflected in the water, you can see masked guests swirling about there's dancers up on the ceiling the place is lit by well even more brightly not just the fire there's some sort of crystalline chandeliers reflecting everything you can hear laughter so david yes what you doing man went over to the banquet table plonked themselves down seem to be having a good time i'm scowling at them and staying out of the room ah so you're hovering beyond the little hobbit portal yes in old, dark hallway. Yep. Damn neo-Calvinists are so judgmental. Esmeralda says something, neo, but it's... Called you a neo-Calvinist. <laughs> Hard to make out around a mouthful of candied pear. I may second-guess everything, but this is just insane and stupid. Oh yeah, go ahead and take a fate point, Adam, because I sense that sort of what drove you over was the homunculi. Exactly. I couldn't say draw, but I could say homunculi. Come on, brain. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. Yeah, let me down. Granted, the water's in front of me, but I'm sitting there just staring at them. I want to talk to them. Yeah, they're clearly friendly people, and you just, you know you belong here. I mean, uh, all these people are the kinds of people who would be happy to see you. You know, you'd uh, probably be the life of the party. I so want to know, like, who made you? How were you made? Yeah. Are there any other? Are there any others my size? Just 
the guests in the reflection certainly are. The little thing's not. One of them has sat down on the rim of the goblet and is miming reading a book studiously. I look around for any books. Oh, yeah, right over there on the table next to you. There's a couple uh, big, thick volumes, the kind you could really sink your teeth into. Guys, this is a distraction. Somebody is nattering something. Sounds blah, annoying. Blah, blah, I'm David. <laughs> okay, can that I, can I see that they're completely ignoring me? I mean, I know you're telling them that, but as far as David is concerned, okay, they're just not even acknowledging that I've... Esmeralda, Eve, you guys acknowledging him other than it sounds like Esmeralda going, blah, 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 I'm David. <laughs> David, come and sit down. It's not a party without you. It's not a party. We have work to do. This is not... Bending the forces of time and space is hungry work. I'm a growing girl. Okay, I walk into the room and shoot one of the homunculi with my gun. Hey! Oh, Take a point for being hounded by anger. He just killed Steve. He was your favorite. <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> okay, there's one moment there's a homunculus standing there. The next moment, there's a gaping hole in the floor, or in the, uh, <laughs> in the table. Fruit scatters, a goblet of wine is upended, a roast falls to the floor, the homunculi just vanish, like diving behind fruit, back behind bottles. They are gone. I whip around, look at David, go, yeah. Dude, you're tired. I whip around and then fall on the floor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, look, David, fuck. The floor has changed shape and refuses to stop doing so. What the hell just happened? Save it. I hope you feel extremely silly right now. David is really far away, but his voice is so goddamn loud. <laughs> if you, any one of you standing there, were any closer... <laughs> talk to the middle one. I'd swear, I, would, I would talk to the middle one if there weren't fucking four of them. I start quoting, and I'm not going to do it because I don't know it well enough to do it justice. I start quoting scripture at an extremely, at the top of my lungs. <laughs> I am I am so going to punch you in the nuts when I find out which one's real you. That Pulp Fiction paragraph that they that the is would be perfect so i'll use that the and i shall smite the you know the one samuel yes. l jackson in fact when i do it i imitate samuel l jackson saying it's it kind of hard not to yeah exactly yeah. brilliant some stuff got knocked down but there's still all kinds of good stuff here whole asshole you want to help me with uh whole ass the entire <laughs> ass is not just the whole the entire left cheek right cheek right in the middle <laughs> and i shall smite the oh, god oh this I'm is still eating and watching the show this is <laughs> yeah this these is... guys are entertaining you want to <laughs> help me uh un get get uh you know pippy longstocking out of her stupor over there as soon as I'm able to stand, yes. Big Shakespearean collars. Okay, don't have time for this. I'm going to go and just Crazy rip whatever bonk she's bonk holding food-wise out of her hand and throw it on the floor. Hey, that's my eclair. Not anymore. That's okay, I got another one right here. Hey. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know, this is how we have to deal with little girls. I, I pick her up. Where and, are you going with this, David? And carry... <laughs> 
Hello. And and hey. put her in a fireman's carry. <laughs> and carry her out of the room. All right. You guys, both of you, have the mild consequence, drunk as shit. <laughs> Listen, mister. I'm not as thick as you drunk I am. That'll last one scene uh, after recovery starts. You guys can start recovery now because you're, you know, away I don't know if I should bring this stuff. up, mm-hmm. but I will anyway because it could make things more interesting. Please. Well, our womanly shapes have been given to us by Ezra. Mm-hmm. Are they not held in place by concentration or something? You might think so, but nothing has happened to your womanly shapes. Okay. I was just wondering because if he's... They are, uh, it would I'll... be the uh, mechanical set word would be that it's doing the spell. I would uh, have set a duration for it, depending on how many ships I wanted to put into duration. But I <laughs> shunt that all onto Coyote, so... So as long as Coyote doesn't get drunk as shit, we're in good shape. Well, as long as Coyote don't sober up, I think is what it really boils down to. Or doesn't think it'd be funny if we lost this at any given time. <laughs> that is true. Death by Ruru. Oh, um, man. Esmeralda, these guys don't have all that clown makeup and stuff on anymore. It's just normal outfits. Yeah. Kind of boring now. I'm going to crawl out to the hallway, prop myself up in the corner, look at David and go, do you realize... Oh, it feels good to be against the cold stone. Do you realize the last time I got drunk like this was when I got locked in the bi- in the basement of a winery for three days? I would love to hear that story, but right now we've got some Amazons to find. Hello! You keep shouting like that, I swear to God, you're going to be chewing on a pair of nuts. You're on. <laughs> Even if they have to reach into like the alternate dimension or wherever the hell your manhood went to find them. I hurt. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm sorry. Just it's just going over to that. I appreciate your pain, Eve, but it's just too much fun not to exploit it. You don't understand. You I don't certainly understand. do understand. Hey, my motherfucker, shit, piss, monkey, fuck. The fire is slowly guttering down. I hate you. Warmth leaching out of the room. Everything's kind of losing its color. Sleep at night somehow. Uh, I need to go pray to the porcelain gods. You know, Earl and Ralph. (laughs) This time I mean it. (laughs) Yeah, if you're going to hurl, do it over that way, please. If we opened our own bar, we could live like this forever. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I know that. What is that Oh, there's a comedian who had a, a pretty good bit along those oh lines. Oh, God, I will never do this again for as long as I live. And this, and this time, time I mean it. I mean it. <laughs> the smell of putrefaction begins to rise as the meat turns black, maggots writhing on it. Oh, I don't feel so good, shriveling. guys. I feel decidedly unwell. You were the only one eating that shit. Yeah, at least you had that much sense, although you weren't much better. There were homunculi. I don't care. Every, You know, you didn't even stop to think that they were trying to tempt you with whatever you would hold most dear. Why do you think... I mean, they had the books earlier. They had the, the gold earlier. It's it's all about temptation. What the hell is the point, then? Why would the Amazons or whoever the fuck built this place care? I have no idea. Why would they care to put all this shit between them and us? Or anybody? Maybe to keep from being found water running down the walls black 
slime on the floor and consuming the tapestries. Okay, let's just get through it. Let's just move yeah, let's, through. Let's, let's get out. I'm, I'm fine with getting out of here. I'm suddenly through. not feeling hungry anymore. Thank you very much. Though yeah. so I'm still a little loopy. And I think I can I fly. think that's what I'm going to call you from now on. Little loopy. Little loopy? It's been called worse. <laughs> All right, wise ass. Pick a door. There are four yeah. of that wall. Yeah, there's loads of doors. The lady or the tiger. I don't know. This one says beware of the leopard. I don't want to go through that. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. That one, he said, invoking guide my hand. Ah, excellent. Okay. Do I need to spend a fate point for that? I forget. Uh, let me take a quick look. I don't believe so. Okay. If you're taking a quick look, we might want to make sure I actually used that properly because I don't know if I did. No, that's Which, what it's for. Okay. Praying for guidance and stuff. Yep. Which one are you pointing at, asshole? There's six. Only to you. Just follow my lead. Yeah, you give yourself over to your faith, yep. sense a higher power, it guides your hand, or feet, it actually says that, <laughs> take, you where you're, nice. take you where you're supposed to go. Perfect, no, that was perfect use of that then, yes. Okay, so, and I don't, do I spend a fate point? Take a quick look here, okay. Da, 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 da. okay, here, yes, I'll say you need a fate point. Okay, I will do it. Done and done, I'm back down to eight. Yeah, you know it's that one. All right, follow me! Actually, I already said that's with the, that one, and I'll just open it. You have chosen wisely. Thank you. All right, I'm going to have to watch Indiana Jones movies after we're done here, because goddamn, we've had, like, references from, um, I think, everyone except Raider. Did we have any Raiders references yet? Hmm, it belongs in a museum. That was Last Crusade. That's Last Crusade, so is the You've Chosen Wisely. I thought it was also used in the original. I thought it was kind of used in all of them. Well, Well, the the theme is there. Anyway, it doesn't matter, but I'm just, anyway, so we open the door. (laughs) Okay, yeah. How about this? We're digging in the wrong place. There we go. You throw me the idol, I'll throw you the weep. The weep. The weep. The weep, <laughs> the, weep. the weep is on fire. The chaperone weep. The chaperone weep. <laughs> uh, there, there we go. Adam's like, or Eve is drunkenly staggering through the door, and I don't know where she goes, chaperone weep. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, a strange landscape greets you. Fragments of pillars, bits of stone and wall, parts of frescoes, statues, like a head goes drifting by. It's a a woman with a stern expression in a crested helmet. A head goes drifting? Okay. It's a statue. Thank you. Okay, okay. I just... (laughs) I'm glad I'm not the only one that went there. Okay. I, I know I'm smashed, but Jesus, when do we get into Castlevania? But I like I like the idea that for a moment it'd be like, oh Jesus! Oh, right. Okay. Like the first mission to Titanic, uh, to the wreck of the Titanic when they came across a doll. Oh wow! One of the guys is like, my heart left in my chest for a second or whatever. <laughs> and we realized it's what it was. These are all drifting in what's that? The statues are moving. Yeah, it's a fragment of statues. You know, there's fragments of statues of pillars and sections of floor, parts of archways and walls, frescoes. There is a vast field of these things. They're slowly drifting more or less random directions, and they're rippling slightly and fade into blue-green darkness. Okay, Quick, Harry, catch the key to open the door. <laughs> I got ten bucks that says we got to put one of the statues together. 
you know this is the right way, David, and you know that if you just go forward, if you if you can swim into this, you know that they're in there somewhere. Okay, then I will proceed. I will sally forth. Shockingly cold water. Shah. As you say that, a little line of bubbles drifts upward from your mouth. You are swimming among the floating ruins in very cold water. All right, I'm going to try to swim as quickly as I can, given the coldness of the water. Mm-hmm. You guys just letting David depart on his own? Her Come own? on! Come no, on! Got, you know, he said he was Sally Four-thing. I'm Betty Fifth-thing. So, um... <laughs> okay, that's actually kind of funny. <laughs> I'll walk right on in. I'll it's like a wall of cold water, which leads into this you know, vast, subaqueous expanse. Okay. Good word, that. Does, does the cold water kind of shock me, or do I still need, like, 20 pots of coffee? Uh, the cold water helps a lot. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and call this the next scene. I was hoping maybe you guys would get up to some tomfoolery that would delay or damage you even more in the past one. I'm willing to say that the cold water shocks the drunk-as-shit aspect off you. Ugh. Thankfully, I don't breathe underwater, because probably the first thing I do is... <laughs> <laughs> do not have a swimming skill. Athletics is what would be used. Oh, okay. That's right. There is no swimming skill in uh, Fate. I'll just walk along behind him. Oh, there's no bottom here. Oh, shit. It's just all drifting ruins, like in some sort of bizarre open ocean. There might be a bottom, but it could be very far down there in the blue-green blackness. I'm All right. going to tap my wand to my head and encase it in a bubble of air, since I am an air mage. Mm-hmm. I'll start heading up. <laughs> I'm supposing that'll be a maneuver. Uh, yes. I'm not going to worry much about it right now, because it may come into play, say, in a, in a following scene or something. If we <laughs> end up needing to roll some dice against it or something, then we'll do that. Sure. Okay. David is swimming straight on. It sounds like just determinedly. Determinedly. Wow. Subaqueous, but not determinedly. <laughs> You're having a good night, man. Yeah. Yeah. You, you sure you don't have the drunkest shit going on you? <laughs> Talk bad juice. David is swimming up, it sounds like, making for what would hopefully be the surface. I'll fall along. Yeah. And as, well, who are you following, Esmeralda? I will follow David. Okay. I know that look in his eye. Him, follow him wherever he may go. Thank also, I got the light, I've got the glowing sword still, so hopefully it'll help light the way some bit. Excellent. And I think that's a good place to wrap it up. The hell just, it is! <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just as David, <laughs> you see some sort of citadel. Softly glowing in the distance, surrounded by a bubble of air. It's very Atlantean. All right. Arthur Curry the, sent us. I know not it's Arthur Curry of who you speak. That's Aquaman. Oh. I thought it would be Edgar Case. So there we are, guys. One more thing before we go. Mm-hmm. I'd like to count this as a significant milestone. There's been a number of plot threads that have been kind of wrapped up. There was dealing with the dungeon. There was embarking on a new direction. A number of things that 
rather than calling it like a zillion minor milestones, I'm just going to wrap them up in a significant milestone for you guys. That's uh, page 89, if anyone's curious. Okay. So, you know, feel free to do that before next time. We could also do it at the start. I really, I'm, I'm fine either way. While we're talking about the significant milestone, Mm -hmm. uh, I would like to, if I can, and it doesn't quite say whether or not it's kosher in the book, but as part of the significant milestone, I would like to change my element, Mm -hmm. change, swap out spirit and get fire with the rationale that Coyote stole fire from the gods historically. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes, uh, I could do that, and I'd like to play that as a sudden change that Ezra does not really expect. All right, no problem. Like next time you go to call upon spirit, you get fire instead. Why is my light spell now flaming? That's not good. <laughs> just remember, when, ow, you play, ow, ow, ow. when you play with fire, you get the horns. Or something like that. I think that's how that goes, right? Is it going to be uh, hellfire or Rosetta fire? Rosetta did suggest that I learned some fire to help fight vampires, so it works for that, too. Yeah, works. I specifically didn't want to have a fireball-chucking wizard, but now it's like, oh, makes sense. <laughs> and it'll help for vampires. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So thanks very much, guys. I like it. It was a good game, sir. Very good Good. game. Fun to do something a little bit different with these guys. Yeah. uh, Next week or next time, we may do something even more different. Oh, my God. Diplomacy with Amazons. Jesus. This is going to be a madhouse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. There ain't any of us good. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, we, we, you know, we, we have an, a significant milestone. Now might be a good time to get some diplomacy skills. Not that I'm um, into metagaming or anything, but hell. Have actually, a, I'm pretty good. I've got rapport plus three. That's true. I'm pretty, I'm not, let's see, what is my, actually, I'm actually pretty good. It's just not with you guys. Yeah. No, not with us at all. I like to think he's one of those guys that you can't stay mad at. He's like, can't believe he said that. Oh, but I can't stay mad at him. Look at him. Oh, my. Mine is at fair. It's not that. It's not as good as I thought it was. But it's yeah. still. At least it's on the sheet. Hell, I ever pour an average just one. In the old uh, floating vagabond game, they called that the Bill Clinton effect, where the worse you behave, <laughs> the more people liked you. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty funny. I like that. That's good. That is an awesome. I yeah. I'm looking forward to the new edition of that game. I have high hopes that it'll actually come to fruition. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so, too, because I dropped 55 bones on it. So. Damn. Yeah. Wow. It's printed version plus some coasters. Yay, yeah. coasters. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I couldn't get the printed boat version without the coasters, Check so I got coasters. the papers and the trash. Oh, you or don't you... get no spending cash. <laughs> <laughs> okay, gentlemen. Have a good night. Thank you, you as well. See you soon. Keep it crispy. Yep. yep. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Yes, three of the worst diplomats probably ever to set foot on this island are going to be asked to be diplomatic. What could possibly go wrong? Well, you'll have to wait till the next issue to find out. In the meantime, I wanted to let you know, those of you who access this podcast through mtmjetpack.com may be in for a bit of upheaval. Over the next week or two, 
the individual who is in charge of the technical aspects of this podcast is going to be changing servers for the website. So things may be in a state of flux. I say that to let you know that if the site seems down, don't worry. It's a scheduled down. It should be up again in a matter of days. And good news for those of you who use podcatchers or iTunes to check this podcast out. If I have anything to say about it, we will have the entire feed made available. It's been kind of frustrating because right now, on the iTunes feed, there are only about 15 episodes, and of course, since we've been doing Dresden for 25 episodes, there's no way for people to experience the whole story from the beginning. To say nothing of experiencing Cartoon Action Hour, Sorcerer of Zoe, or our Wushu games, or um, Funky Frank. So... I'm hoping that in the next week or two, there will be access given to the entire feed. And I think that'll be a lot of fun for everybody, including me, because as narcissistic as it may sound, sometimes I enjoy listening to back issues, and now I won't have to go through the website to do it. Anyway, if you'd like to provide feedback, we would love to read it. And we would love to reply to it. So we recommend getting on our Facebook page. Just do a search for Monkeys Took My Jetpack with Jetpack as one word, and we will come right up. And we look forward to your comments. So, until next time, this is Blind Geek, thanking you for listening and reminding you that your imagination is just like a jetpack. You've got to keep it fired up, and always let it soar! You son of a bitch. <laughs> There's a hell of an No, interview. that would be that would be Zeke. That wouldn't be that would be Zeke. That would not be me. Oh man, I'm sorry. I think I read your intro thing wrong. <laughs> okay, since we've actually got everybody here and stuff, that's not you know that's not a cut on anybody, but since we've got everyone here, I'm gonna go get some coffee and uh, I will join you gents in a second. Okay, Doc. Good plan, good plan. I didn't want to do it before the call because I knew the moment I got up was when I would miss the call. Oh, of course. All right. Talk amongst yourselves. Let's see. If I remember right, this is Dresden number 23. Can you guys hear me okay? Uh, Uh, Yeah, yes. Okay. I was going to make a joke a la the am I muted thing, and then I realized that's an honest question, so I better give an honest answer. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) There's a time and a place. Yeah. Neither. Exactly. I was actually going to ask for your guys' advice before we started gaming right away. Uh, always use a condom. Not wise to ask. Yeah. <laughs> What's this question? <laughs> well, apparently I'm going to be running a Halloween game coming up very soon. In fact, for who and when? <laughs> for the gutter skypes, and apparently this Wednesday. Yeah. What do you mean? Apparently, you say that like it was news to you. Yeah, no, it's not news to me. It was just, when I actually looked at the calendar, I'm like, oh, shit, it's this Wednesday. (laughs) Not next Wednesday, this This Wednesday. Wednesday, yes. So I'm kind of on the fence. I got a bunch of ideas that I want to do, but I'm not sure what would work out best. Ghostbusters, when in doubt. I don't have... I'll show... I'm just... I'm in a weird mood tonight. I'm I'm sorry. I'll quit messing with you. No, 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 no. (laughs) I mean, if I I had Ghostbusters, I'd gladly run it. I mean, the two ideas that are kind of the front runners at the moment... Yeah. One would just be using Quags. Simple enough system. 
but the idea that I had was kind of like reverse situation. I would call it a reverse dungeon, but I was thinking more along the lines of like a reverse zombie flick, if you will. Like a whole bunch of monsters trapped in a building trying to escape the humans. Hmm. That's interesting. I like that. Just kind of flipping it. And the other one was... Oh, were they just, having a mad monster party and then the humans busted it up? I was thinking just like a poker night with the monsters and all of a sudden the humans started coming in. All right, I like it. <laughs> the other one was uh, just straight up running Don't Rest Your Head. And on that one, you know, the hospital where I had you and Trellabite running through. I was. Oh, what was I running through? Fields of tulips naked? <laughs> yeah, no, the hospital where I was screwing with you guys and Don't Rest Your Head. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, D20 yeah. head. And I was thinking just like taking that hospital situation, expanding the hell out of it, and just running that and having them, A, trying to figure out what the hell's going on, and B, just trying to escape. Yeah, if you're talking about that as a, like, adventure, I think that could be a load of fun, because it's tons of atmosphere. Oh, man, that's so much better. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. Coffee is a... Coffee is always a good thing. Even just the psychological effect before it hits the hypothalamus, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just nice. Well, Hmm? uh, he was asking which one he... I feel kind of like I don't know if I should be answering this because I'm going to be playing the game on Wednesday, so... Those are your two options, sir. You're (laughs) eminently qualified to answer. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, we, we are... I mean... It's Quags, so that's a system we've been playing, even though the games have changed, we've been playing Quags pretty much non-stop for the last, good God. We had uh, Sex, Lies, and Ultra Spies pretty much moved right from there into Leopard Women with Venus, and with Venus? What the yes. hell? Leopard Women... <laughs> Leopard Women with Penis. <laughs> Leopard Women yeah. of Venus. Yeah. And now we're doing Edison Force. So we are definitely, I mean, Quags... Is and and of course we've played Quags many before that even, but I mean we're very familiar with the system in terms of of that, which may be may be a plus for you, may not be a plus for you, or may not be maybe indifferent. I don't know. There kind is... of indifferent. I mean, <laughs> just speaking with with Al and Josh, how hard was it for you guys to pick up on how to run stuff and don't rust your head? Not hard at all, but I really enjoy getting into systems, and I have no problem not fully understanding everything. I like putting the system together as I go along. I don't know if that's true for most people. As in, I genuinely don't know. It's true for me. I prefer if I'm running, if I'm playing in a new system. Yeah, this is not qualify if I'm running a new system. Let's be clear on this. If I'm playing a new system, I I would prefer to just, just tell me, GM, what I need to roll. And let me figure it out. I don't want to get bit bogged down with, with here's the new, here are the rules. Just, I want to be focusing on playing. And, uh, yeah, so from that, I think I'm kind of in the same boat. I can't speak for Anim, Mark, or um, Andros, or Nikki, though. So, well, sure I can, can kind of speak My for... My name is Nikki, you know, <laughs> I speak in just such fashion. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can kind of speak for Nikki in terms of uh, rules. What are those... <laughs> But uh, he's right here in the room. <laughs> I know, uncanny. It's been so long. Ideally, I would say propose it to the group, and but then you have to prepare both, and that's not fair. So I don't know, dude. Whichever one you feel like running. <laughs> that monster party one sounds fun. It does. I've it, been trying to, for what it's worth. I've been trying to figure out what to do for Halloween gaming, and I can't. I'm coming up snake eyes. Okay, I've got an idea. It's a short story. I I actually bought the short story in an attempt to inspire a convention game, which it still might do, but the short story itself is awful. Horribly written, 
and just <laughs> awful. But those are the best. But the uh, I mean, it's more fun to make fun of than it is to read. But the idea is sound. In fact, had I known how bad the, badly written the story was going to be, I would have just used the premise that is in the description of the thing when you go to buy it as the save myself ninety nine cents. But <laughs> the premise is man, shut up, shut up. I'm I. <laughs> There is a party in 19, say, 40s Hollywood, and there's a big party, and the PCs are all celebrities, and so they get to have fun making their characters into character celebrities and, and oh, sweet. playing up the, you know, tags and all that kind of crap. And, of course, the party's invaded by zombies, and wackiness and mayhem ensue. Yeah, that could so, be fun. Yeah, I mean, it's... Very How loose. could someone screw up writing that? That's my question. Because they tried... Pretty easily. It, yeah, it was... Mm-hmm. It, because they didn't make any attempt to make the celebrities seem, uh, humorously or otherwise, authentic. It was like they just took a bunch of celebrity names and kind of threw them around, but they didn't do anything with them. Like, you guys have oh. heard the cartoon... Thrilling Adventure Hour. Sorry, not Cartoon Action Hour. Oh, what's it called? Something about the Black Lagoon. It's not, it's, it's a, and oh, it's a, oh, yeah, that was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, that's what I was kind of hoping for, that kind of thing where they kind of make fun of the celebrities themselves and in the story. And they don't, they just like have the names, but it doesn't, it could have been any name. It could have changed the Frank Sinatra to John Smith and it would have been. Okay, was, so like no actual research, no actual. Yeah, no, it was just, yeah, I mean, I, I was really, I expected much more. I mean, didn't have to be factually accurate, for Christ's sake. There's zombies invading the damn <laughs> party. Yeah. But at least have some fun. You know, you have Groucho Marx there. Have him do something Groucho Marx-ish or make little wisecracks or something. Anything. Yeah. I didn't even finish reading the story. I got about, I got to the last third and it's just like, eh, this is lame. I stopped. But I love the idea. So there's something um, to think about. Well, with the monster party idea, that's all it is at the moment. It's just an idea. I right. have like... No goal, no idea, no plot, no background, no story. Well, you got two days. No, I'm just okay. yeah. The uh, the the don't rest your head one. That's a lot of atmosphere. I don't like bragging, but I'm pretty good at atmosphere. You know, you could always combine the two and make it don't rest your head. But we're playing monsters that are trapped in the don't rest your head world, trying to escape from a. That's kind of what you are anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not that familiar with Don't Rest Your Head. Yeah. And the other thing with Don't Rest Your Head is I would probably have you guys make your characters right then and there because it tends to make it a little bit more interesting. You know, Don't Rest Your Head's got a uh, they've got a, a convention game scenario pack put together called The Bad Man, which is uh, playing children fighting some nightmare monster that might help facilitate that if you go that way. The only, other th- the only other thing to consider, and I'm not sure whether Adam's going to ditch the feedback, but you figure if he doesn't, we got feedback that we got to read, which... So there's take... an hour and a half right there. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I wish you were exaggerating, but I fear you might not be. Oh, hopefully... I wish I would. Hopefully... Hopefully... So there's that. So if we have to do that and create characters before we start... I mean, in Quags, at least you got the quick start character yeah and the thing is is like for quags i could bang out characters relatively quickly that's not that big of a deal right right the last time i ran for you guys i actually had pre-made characters and everything oh was uh, really i thought we made our okay cool i don't remember i haven't I, I confess i haven't listened to the thing since we played it yeah, don't worry about it okay yeah that's that's no reflection on the game i rarely listen to the gutter skypes episodes more than because the excessive feedback or is it <laughs> no it's just i was there 
I don't need to. Li- <laughs> I I already experienced it. I don't need to listen uh, to it I, again. That's how I am with this podcast. Yeah, but that's why I put all the cool post production stuff in. Was well, not that's not the only reason. It's also just because it's fun. But lately, I would agree though, because I haven't done crap for post production because I'm trying to unsuccessfully. Well, yeah, that's working like a ton of bricks. So, so okay, so Bubba was not a created character. Okay, or was not a self created character, I should say. Right. He was obviously created. That came out wrong. But, uh, no, so that's that's something else to factor in. I don't know if, unfortunately, we have a, a uh, limited amount of time to work with, which is why one-shots usually become two or three shots. Yeah, something to think about. Okay. I will have to plan. And in neither of these scenarios are we able to be space marines. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Self-made or otherwise. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> And they also, neither of the scenarios involves sharks, which... Candy Graham. Candy Graham. I don't get it. Flowers, man. Cover of time. Can I talk to you for a moment? Speaking of Space Marines, I picked up a book, or I picked up a little game called uh, Tales of the Space Marines, wherein you play genocidal killers in the thrall of a religious or uh, galaxy-wide organization. Sounds like Warhammer 40k. Yeah, right. I was about to say. <laughs> and you are trying to do anything other than kill other living beings. Uh. And it's how difficult it is. <laughs> like you said a goal at the beginning, like, uh, make a nice pie. <laughs> <laughs> Ask someone on a date or something like that. You make a couple of dice rolls that guide the narrative, and as far as I can tell, it's usually very difficult to what accomplish these called? tasks. Tales <laughs> of the Space Marines. It's like two pages. It's pay what you want. Yeah, check that out. That, that sounds funny as <laughs> Yeah, I, I, my first reaction was, huh? And then the more I thought about it, it's like the I, I'm liking this more and more <laughs> as a yeah. concept. Could be pretty funny. That's great. So what so, happened last week? Nothing. We waited for EMP some... <laughs> hit your part of the nation, and then we uh, sat around talking for a little bit, which was nice. Then we went on our way. Okay. I think the question came up a couple weeks ago as to whether you guys wanted to do some Halloween-type gaming here. I wanted to address that, because oh, I think okay. next week is what? The 29th? Yes. If I'm doing math correctly for 28th. once in my life? Yes. 28th. Oh, 28th. Sorry. So, no, you're not doing math So, right. no, I was not. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, to be fair, it is the 22nd where I am. So, I've got some stuff we could do, but, um, you know, wanted to see what you guys felt like. I'm willing. I've always liked Halloween gaming. I've been coming up against Snake Eyes on anything for, that I could do, but if someone... Oh, man, fighting a ninja? Uh. I'd prefer to think of him as a commando. Uh, okay, good point. Hmm. I'm going commando. That's good. Yeah, that was more than I needed to know, but thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> it was a lot more. Oh, my. How about you, Blunt? Well, what do you think? Did you want to do something different? Potentially. I mean, if you, if none of you guys wants to... I could run either D6 Ghostbusters, or I could do a tune. I'm not really much into straight-up horror, so if you were looking for something actually scary for Halloween, I'm probably not the it's guy to run. It's virtually impossible something. to do in gaming. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I've pulled it off once or twice, but mm, it's also because I had players that were chicken sheds, but hey. <laughs> well, I think it's particularly hard over Skype because you can't do, like, if you're in a room with all your other fellow players, you can 
affect lighting and things like that that at least give you some kind of... But trying to do it on Skype, it's like, oh, I'm sitting here in my house. Here, I got three different windows open on the computer. <laughs> yeah. Those are my what I bring to the table. Either either Ghostbusters, Tune, or maybe M-Force. I mean, we did have... M-Force is always a possibility. Man, I would totally be down for some D6 Ghostbusters, because I've never had the chance to play that. Oh, cool. Oh, I used to play... I used to have a character online, but it was... He was in a multi-genre restaurant That's in the cool. middle of the Cosmos universe. Oh, yeah, I think you mentioned that game. I had, I had Ghostbusters that came in there. Some f- sort of floating vagabond. Yeah, yeah, something similar to that. Uh, it's another game I made a character for, and uh, the game never fully yeah. materialized. Mm. Well, they got the new version coming out. Yep. Yeah, yeah. supposedly. I haven't heard about it for a while. Now that I think about it, hold on. Kickstarter. No, it did succeed, so. Yeah, First I know, but they haven't updated me. So did Far West. That's true. That's Far a very, West is famously bad. A very fair point, sir. Touche. I know. That's what's got me concerned. I can pronounce rat droppings. It doesn't mean I want it in my food. <laughs> so this is what I get for not keeping up with Kickstarter stuff. What the hell was Far West? An awesome sounding game that uh, it was actually not just a game. It was supposed to be this big media thing that. Uh, about two years past due at this point. Garrett Michael Skarka was going to do. Or as we refer to him, the cursed one. <laughs> he came out with an anthology, which is pretty good, a soundtrack CD that's pretty good, and it was supposed to be the tabletop game is apparently still being produced. It's just... <laughs> at a snail's at pace. A, yeah, I mean, the dude really should have taken that huge amount of money that he got from the Kickstarter in my... Hum- not. I don't have humble opinions, fuck that, in my opinion, and hired some people out to kind of speed the process along somehow because, uh, really, it's... Well, what's it's the game? Be like- the game is... is the set, the setting, I mean, if, as far as the setting games goes, you could easily whooshify it. That's a new word I just made up. I like it. It's kind of spaghetti western meets martial arts flick. It's western and wuxia. Yeah, yeah. It's not really cool. It's like a year and a half behind schedule. Holy balls, Batman. Yeah, it's it's just... uh, and I mean, it didn't just... It didn't, like, Tales of the Floating Vagabond kind of squeaked by on the Kickstarter. This thing blew through the Kickstarter. Not quite Fate Core blew through, but for its time, it was, I think, one of the highest Kickstarter thingies for gaming that we had seen up to that point, if I remember correctly, and it's... Absolutely nothing has happened with it? Well, well, I wouldn't say absolutely nothing, but comparatively. Uh, let me put it this way. I am I was originally going, man, I wish I had contributed to that so I could have gotten the game you know, when it came out. Now I'm like, I don't really care that I didn't contribute to it because nothing's, <laughs> <laughs> nothing's come out yet. Oh, shit. So, okay. I mean, you can check. It's uh, intothefarwest.com is the website. I'm sure if there's anything to uh, qualify as an update, it would be posted there. Last I heard, he was working on layout, and still got art and other writing to do. They got writing they got to do still. I think. How long have they been doing with the money then? Just it's a very good question. Sitting back, all he's like bald and fat, and he's using wads of cash to light his cigars <laughs> while chuckling with his cronies. That's what I picture. Could be true. Well, he finally came out with the uh, Icons Team Up book that people he had also been. Way the behind same on who did icons? No, he didn't do icons. He okay. well, no, Steve Kenson did icons, and he did mutants and masterminds. He's I got no problem with him. He, All right, then he can live. He's this is the guy who published icons 
as opposed to designed it. So if that's what you meant by did, then yes. He did also, he was getting a lot of flack because he had promised this team-up supplement, for, or team supplement for icons that was going to be going into all this detail about teams and how you could make them diff- little different modifications to the game rules and stuff like that. That was, And he had taken pre-orders for it and all kinds of crap and... Nothing, nothing, nothing. He kept saying, oh, it should be about a week before we're going to go. You know, the PDF should be ready by next week. And then you wouldn't hear anything from him for like three or four months. Yeah. And then there was when 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 people finally started bitching, it was like, hey, I've had family tragedies and this kind of thing. And you know what? A lot of people have had family uh, tragedies. It's kind of like, okay, that's all well and good. But you got to let in this kind of thing. You got to let people know. Yeah. You know, and I think. Even after that, I think people after a while were just like, look, man, you've promised this for six months. Where the hell? I mean, I think it got to where it was like a year overdue, and it finally has recently come out. So, but he's also, he's the same guy who had promised the Buckaroo Bonsai role-playing game. God knows if he'll ever see any of that. Oh, that still hasn't come out? No. No oh, shit. I was hoping for that. So was I. I don't particularly care. God damn it. Well, good for you. <laughs> just, you know. <laughs> but the rest of us I mean sure we could just adapt Spirit of the Century or Accelerated Fate or something but that's not the point well, I mean you could take the hammers to any system exactly and, you know, so I didn't care for the movie that much to worry about I've not actually seen it I just like the concept well it's, it's like not a, like it's a great cinematic masterpiece Josh I mean, like no a, it is not it's like no, a it space age not. Doc <laughs> Savage kind of almost yeah I guess it is <laughs> And it's that weird 80s thing where I can't tell if they're taking it seriously or not. It's hard to tell if it's that kind of camp. <laughs> yeah. Not sure if camp or just 80s. Yeah. Is it camp or is it just bad 80s shit? I don't know. I'll give you that. I'll give it's you that. He's got Jeff Goldblum in a cowboy suit for no particular reason. Yeah. He just shows up in a cowboy suit and it's like, what huh. the fuck? One of his partners. Is John Lithgow in that? Yes, he is. Yeah. Wait, so is, shouting! I believe Christopher Lloyd yelling, is also. Or am I yelling, wrong about that? Yelling! That's yelling! Cake boss! This is how, this is how I act! <laughs> I'm yelling! Oh, goodness of the graciousness. Actually, what I want to read is the novelization, because the novelization was written by the same guy who wrote the actual script. Which. If only if it was. Bonsai. If only it was written by this by George Geip, the guy who did the, the gremlins of Back to the Future. And Gremlins, let's not forget oh, that. The the man who I have credited with the shortest chapter in the history of literature. I think I you know, mentioned I think I probably I think I probably have because I thought this was so cool because even though it's it's a two-word chapter, but the two <laughs> words are so portentous. Wasn't it like it melted or something? No, it is Pete <laughs> forgot. <laughs> That's ooh, that that is ominous. Yeah, it is. That's what I'm saying. It's, I mean, I I kind of do it tongue in cheek. By the same token, I'm kind of serious. I I think it was ingenious to make the chapter, because I I don't remember the exact part of the movie that it's about. But I don't even remember who the hell Pete is when it comes to Gremlins. But it's apparently somebody who gets told the rules and he's don't forget, don't do this, you know, don't feed him after midnight or whatever it is. Yeah. And then the chapter Pete forgot. I think Pete is the little kid who has the slingshot. Mm. Earl Mac Roush wrote the Buckaroo Bonsai novelization. Oh, good old Earl. And nothing else. <laughs> That's well, never a good sign. Well, no, he wrote, something, he wrote one book called Arkansas, uh, Arkansas Adios. 
That's also not a good sign. That's well, I know Moonstone comics. Yeah, Moonstone has a comic book for Buckaroo Bonsai that I think is written by the same guy, but I'm not positive. I didn't buy them because they're comic books, so there's no point for me. Moonstone yeah. has a lot of properties that no one cares about. Oh, hey. Wow. Damn. You. you know what? Moonstone has some cool shit that uh, maybe... I know. I've got a lot of Moonstone <laughs> comics. I'm not... <laughs> And no one cares about. Hey, I'm just saying, I care about a lot of things no one cares about. <laughs> well, okay, if you're putting it that way, I can't argue. They've got the I'm Phantom. The no one cares about the Phantom. Phantom rocks, but yes. I know, I love the Phantom. No one cares no, about yeah, the Phantom. Yeah, it's true. All right, fine. As was proven by the Billy Zane movie. The awesome Billy Zane. I agree. Movie. I. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I knew that was the reason I liked you. I haven't seen it, so... I, it's, I happen to agree with you guys. I enjoyed it as well. It was awesome, yeah. And, yeah, they've also got the spider, which is an awesome... They did a number of stuff for White Wolf. Oh, yes, they the did. Spider. The spider is a pulp Old, character Old from the girl. 30s. He's kind okay. of like the shadow, isn't he? Shadow a little bit, yeah. but, uh, yeah, but I guess... he is not named Boris. No. Okay. But he's it's an awesome series, and just just... Maybe the premise is not that unusual, but the way the guy writes, he ratchets up the adrenaline from page one to a hundred and whatever, however many, I mean, good God, that you never get, in those, when you read a spider novel, you never get to come up for air. It's just like constant, <gasps> whoa, and I love that Neat. series. Yeah, it's fun. Can he do whatever a spider can? No, but there is, I'm, I've heard somewhere that that was Stan Lee's inspiration for creating Spider-Man was the spider, even though. That seems unlikely. Is he strong? Pick up stuff. He's got radioactive guts. No. No, no, no. no. That's my favorite misheard version of <laughs> Is he strong? Pick up stuff. He's got radioactive guts. How the hell did they get that from... <laughs> wow, they must have been watching a really crappily preserved copy of the... Oh, God. Because... I never had any question in my mind as to what was being said during that line. Uh, I just love, like, the simple, like, can you make us go? Yeah, level of pick up stuff. <laughs> Teeth are for chewing. <laughs> Back in the 70s, did a student film that was a live-action version of the uh, animated Spider-Man. Oh, awesome. From the 60s. It's amazing because they've just got like everyone in the background doing like the stock. They got like live action actors just doing like the stock footage, like moving their arms back and forth in the background and like. Oh, that's beautiful. I will find it here. It's, it is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I would totally watch a two hour movie based on it. How did the 60s Spider Man turn into the internet's asshole? I'm just curious. Well, I mean, that was, this was made Someone in. Someone started it on a message board. It was funny, and humans have no imagination. But I mean, like that, the movie was actually like made someone's student film in the 70s, and it just kind of reemerged about a year or so ago, and I thought it was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. Is he strong? Pick up stuff! <laughs> <laughs> He's got radioactive guts! <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to find it here. It's not showing up. Oh, Jesus. I'm getting a lot of hits for the 1970s live-action TV show, Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man and the Deadly Dust. I remember watching that. Or maybe that was Captain America and the Deadly Dust. It's probably one of those things where I'm kind of glad. I I would watch it and be glad I couldn't see it because how in the hell would they do the swinging on the webs and all that shit? They did. They just had a decent job, but it was... 
rear they didn't do the they didn't do the swing on the webs really great in the cartoon. Oh yeah, that's true. You may or may not, you may or may not know this, but they were not very good. I did not. Well, no, I I didn't know. I I because to me, I asked, like I said, one of the reasons sometimes that being blind has its advantages. You can just watch these and and uh, swinging just kind of not really. We always kind of when I was watching it when I was like six, we just kind of assumed he was attaching the webs to helicopters or airplanes back and because he just kind of shot them in the air, no matter how tall how high up a building he was, he just kind of shot him into the air right above his head and just kind of swung very far. <laughs> and now for my next magical trick. I was kind of stoked. I found that, that Spider-Man cartoon from 1981 that I remember watching. I love and, those ones. That is my, oh, yeah. Spider-Man that's my favorite. No, 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 not that one. The uh, It was just called Spider-Man, and it was... Uh, I guess the fan film was made in 89. It was... I don't I know it. how else to differentiate it, because I don't know of anybody famous who did a voice... Oh, no. Yeah, I do. Uh, William Whitson did uh, J. Jonah Jameson in it. Frank Welker did a lot of voices. Okay, I, kn- I know which one you're talking about now. Uh, but yeah, that it was the one, it was out like for two years, and yeah. Spider-Man and Amazing Friends came out, yeah. and it's the same cast and same animation group. It's just basically they added more people. But that's yeah. my version of Spider-Man. When I think of Spider-Man, that's how he sounds, that's how he acts. Yeah, like, yeah the voice... He's got trouble, but you know, it's like, oh, Mary, you know, Aunt May needs the rent, but I've got to go with fight Green Goblin, and now J. Jonah Jameson yep. breathing out my neck, and I've made a date with two girls that's, on the same night. Yeah, that's my favorite. That's, that's... <laughs> as opposed to, as opposed that's to like brilliant. Spider-Man, now it's like, oh, my wife is being murdered by aliens. And yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I made... prefer, that's the quintessential Spider-Man that I always enjoyed. I think there enjoyed. was one where he, she died of cancer because of his radioactive semen. That was a alternate future oh, God. for Spider-Man, where, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's one right. more day. Listen, bud, he's got radioactive junk. Well, right now, there's <laughs> <laughs> that live-action Spider-Man, which is actually from 89. I had the date wrong. But uh, I found it on Netflix, so I was very stoked about that. That, uh, that is so, pretty cool. That means that I'm assuming it must be out on DVD somewhere, right, which is kind of right cool. Now, Spider- right now, Dr. Octopus is occupying Spider-Man's body in the comics. What the scene? What well, the hell? Dr. Octopus was was dying, and so he body switched with, with Peter Parker. Well, wouldn't and then you? Peter Parker, <laughs> Doc Ock's body died, and Spy- so Doc Ock is in Peter Parker's body, but he's got access to all, all his memories, and he realized how heroic Peter Parker actually is, having gone through all the shit he's done and still being a good guy. And so now Doc Ock is inspired to be a good guy, a superhero, cool. but here's the thing. He thinks he can be a better superhero than Spider-Man. And it sounds Oh, crazy, no, girlfriend. It's actually really fun, because it's Spider-Man still... He's, He's fighting guys, but he's still talking like Doc Ock. So he's like, "You and you, I'm educated buffoon. <laughs> I'm the superior Spider-Man. You jackanapes." But where's where is Peter Parker in all this? Dead. What? Yeah, he dies from time to time. That's not the most craziest thing that happens to Peter Peter Parker in his life. I'm like, yeah, oh, but, you know, always one trip to Madame Web or Doctor Strange, and he's back. You know, <laughs> I like Doc Strange. It was one of the first comics I remember ever buying myself was a Doctor Strange Spider-Man like crossover, you know, extra size bonus issue thing. Hmm. I'm not even going to admit to what my first comic book was, so... I think it was a Transformers one for me. Or maybe I, it's worse I remember what mine was, because back in the day I could read comics with the Opticon pretty well, so I would... Obviously I couldn't tell what the pictures were, but I could read the bubbles and figure out what was going on fairly okay. It was about as good as watching a cartoon, really. Mm. So, yeah, my first comic-inspired purchase from that 60s Spider-Man cartoon we were talking about earlier, oddly enough. Sweet. Okay, was, which is the one where nobody knew who he was that's the electric company. coming from? That's the electric company. Okay, thanks. 
Uh, it was a spy- it was a Marvel team up issue. I don't remember what the number was, but it was Spider Man and Cloak and Dagger. I vaguely remember Cloak and Dagger. I know what you're talking about. I don't know why I remember them. It was so cool because I, I remember I had no idea. I mean, it was like a new world opening up to me. I had never read a comic book before, so I'm looking at this, and there were ads, and even the ads were cool. They were for stuff I actually gave a shit about. Yeah. Victory specs and 100 plastic soldiers. I was always into, like, the the weird indie comic books. I always liked, uh, like, I got the original black and white Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Hmm. Where it's actually... Oh, cool. Where it's actually grim as all hell. Yeah, because it was a Frank Miller spoof. Yeah, it was. It was a little gritty. A little gritty. Yeah. Yeah. Frank it. Miller's Daredevil. Well, I mean, they freaking killed yeah. the Shredder in the first issue. Stabbed no. him and knocked him off the knocked him off the building with a grenade. Yep. My dad found a like black and white Eastman and Laird TMNT on the bus mm-hmm. once, and he told me about it, and he's like, "I thought it was a joke," and then like a year later or something, it you know it broke. My dad stabbed someone and knocked him off a building with a grenade. So you know, no, I'm just—that's pretty cool. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, the, the the one like mainstream character that I got into was in DC. So everyone else is talking Marvel. I'm sorry, I got to be the oddball. <laughs> but uh, I don't even know the difference. Yeah, it's okay. I I really like the demon when uh, he the actually. Differences: is Marvel characters have personality. DC characters. Card. That's the yeah, they, uh, they, I'm Marvel, and I'm a and I'm a DC. <laughs> Marvel, everything's up. I'm a superhero, it's a whole but it's series. not fun to do. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like being a superhero because I'm in Marvel. It's a yeah. chore. It's a chore. <laughs> I'm in DC. We love being superheroes. Hey, I got superpowers. Guess I'll be go fight crime. DC. <laughs> Is the demon the guy who like he spoke in rhymes and yep. shit? That's Etrigan, yeah, yeah, okay. the demon. Etrigan I think I know him from Batman Brave and the Bold. Also good yes. on that. He popped up a couple times there. The first time I ever ran into him was actually in a, a later Swamp Thing. Oh, Swamp Thing. Yeah. Don't bring your evil here, guys. Come on. Don't bring your evil to my swamp. I like Etrigan and uh, Shadow Pact. Hey, that didn't rhyme. What? Yes, it did. <laughs> I like... <laughs> it totally rhymed. It did not. <laughs> I was kind of like Mixoplick, but I thought... You know, how, eventually... My dream is to see Patton Oswalt play Mr. Mitzelpidlick in a live-action Batman movie, but it'll never happen. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. They need, to, they need to make the DC films a little bit lighter, all right? They we, are so grim. <laughs> yeah, we've done grim and gritty enough. Yeah, I'm kind of sick of grim and gritty myself. That's why I didn't go see Man of Steel, because it's like, oh, we've I taken like Superman and gained it grim. Oh, yay. Wow, that's I really... like Superman. I like Man of Steel, but it was... <laughs> I had a lot. I had some issues with it. But it was so. It wasn't really grim, but it was serious. It was so serious. Yeah, there's there's too much of that now. It's like they've gone to more from one extreme to the other. We go from Adam West Batman to. I mean, I like the Christian Bale Batman movies, but where's the fun of being bat? There's got to be a middle ground somewhere in there. Open when Ben Affleck plays Batman, they might actually like sixties it up a bit. Like, hey, everyone, I'm Batman. How's it going? I mean, it's no, so it, much it, better than Ben Stiller, which was what I was picturing at first, because yeah. I'm just stupid to know the difference between them. <laughs> I really was like, the night at the museum guy? What? <laughs> hey, Michael Keaton played Batman, so it wouldn't be that much of a stretch, really. Yeah, he did okay. He yeah, did I know. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you just be, he was, yeah, you and, and at the time, I remember everyone was like, oh my God, Michael Keaton playing Batman? What the hell's wrong with you guys? I remember angry, angry letters in Star Yeah, yep. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fucking and hilarious. He, and he did well. He so. did. Maybe if oh. we get a Flash movie, it'll be 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, at least with the Marvel movies, there's like, there's like a sense of fun. You yeah. know, they got yeah. Rocket Raccoon. Rocket Raccoon's gonna be in the card. Probably the Flash movies, he'd be over in about two seconds. <laughs> Thank you. Too but bad I'll... sometimes he's just too fast. It's looking like uh, Paul Rudd is the front runner for playing Ant Man. Like Paul Rudd is Ant Man? That's amazing. <laughs> I think it should be Bob Sapp. Bob Sapp? You guys Bob know all the actors. I have no idea who the hell you're talking about. Take a, t- just do a second and look up Bob Sapp. That's Sapp with two P's. S-A-P-P. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I gotta put my glasses on. I don't think he's a good Ant-Man. What? He can crush an apple with one hand. Well, maybe when he's giant size, but... Paul Rudd was in Freaks and Geeks. He was also uh, an Anchorman. Oh, uh, who did he play? He's uh, the, the guy with the Sex Panther. Oh, okay, God, yes. Wow. He's utterly the charming. Sex and panther? Do I want to know? Because that sounds like he had a panther, <clears throat> which he used for sex. What's sixty percent of the time? It works all the time. Yeah, it was this hideous man cologne that just smelled like it was made, of, it was made of real. You can imagine this <laughs> real panther gonads or something. Like that. Yes, sixty oh, percent of the time it works all the time. Because it sounds like something. You, hey, baby, you want to come up and see my sex panther? <laughs> They're hosing the character off at one point, and one of the guys like, remember when that skunk got in the photocopier? <laughs> He's also in Freaks and Geeks. He was in uh, What Happened American Summer. He's charming and funny. I've been trying to find, like, decent horror films or something for Halloween. There's no such thing. No, just kidding. Yeah, no, well, not on Netflix, or- at least not recently. Orphanage the- was the last the one sign. I saw that I really liked. Last night I watched uh, Event Horizon. I'd never seen it. Oh, really? Oh, I watched Revenge Horizon last week with my son because I'd seen it 50 times, but he had not seen Man. it at all. That thing, I don't know. Everybody who saw it was like, oh, Al, you are going to love this movie. Like, a lot of people were like, I, I saw it and I just thought of you. And I watched it and I'm like, what? See, I watched it and I'm sitting sitting down thinking, I'm going, this movie doesn't know what it wants to be. Yeah. It's a haunted house H.P. Lovecraft story in space. What's there not? I don't know what they're thinking. No, not Lovecraft. They They tried Lovecraft and they failed. It was okay, but so it was kind of like... Nebulous evil force from beyond the universe sounds Lovecraft. Yeah, it does sound Lovecraftian, but the execution, I think they kind of fumbled. Because, you know, unfortunately, I'm also watching it with, like, sensibility of today, and the first thing that's coming to my mind is like, okay, so this is where Dead Space came from. That's what my son said, actually. It's like, this sounds like a Dead Space movie. It's like, it's, tw- it's 15 years older than Dead Space. <laughs> yeah, they ripped it off. They traveled back in time and ripped it off. Don't get me on my John Carter rant. I know. Why? What's wrong with John? Oh, shit. I started it. Sorry. No, just... Yeah, John he... Carter's a rip-off of Star Wars and Conan. Like, no, you are wrong. You have that backwards. Yeah. Star oh, Wars ripped shut off the stuff fuck that up, off. you ignorant Philistines. Okay, I still want to see the movie just because I love I the book so much. I love it. I love I... the John Carter movie so much. Yeah, I think it got an incredibly bad rap myself. I, I think if you... Disney didn't know how to market it. Where Disney... It... Well, yes. apparently there was some political crap going on behind the scenes as far as studios were concerned where it got approved by a guy who got fired. And then when the new guy took over, it was like, oh, and this is that thing that the guy, you know, well, we're stuck finishing it now. So they just let Andrew Stanton do it and got – but there was some bad blood in the studio and – Fucking arboreal predator, jump up here. I'm not going to pick you up. <laughs> okay, sorry, man. I... <laughs> My cat's looking at me like – um, hey, dude, can you lift me one foot into your lap? <laughs> like, asshole, yes. I've seen you jump up and catch a bird mid-flight at, like, a meter. 
you've jumped from the floor to the kitchen counter to the top of the fridge in two yes. leaps. You like can certainly seconds. handle. Yeah. <laughs> Silently. <laughs> yeah. Kids haven't discovered the basement yet. So. Oh, awesome. But I recommend the movie. I And and sounds like Josh did as well. So, I mean, I've only read one of the books, I will grant you. So I've I, read several of the books, and I love yep. the movie. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm enjoying Carcosa right now. Uh, I mean, the, the, the only thing that I can think of that people could... Well, other than stupid crap, like, well, in the book, they're all naked. Well, yeah, they're not going to do yeah, that in the movie. Yeah, no, they're not, they're not going to do that on the... No. Yeah. There's not as nearly as many sword fights as there are in the books, but they do at least... That's fine, because the books are really nothing but sword fights. Yeah. The books are not glistening pros. Right. So, no. they, but they do have, have a thing, and, it, and I maybe... They talk about this in the commentary track, and I thought it was interesting. They, they wanted to make at least pay homage to the fact of the kinds of sword fights that were in the book. So they've got, like, two... Really good ones that are in there, and there's one where he just fighting hundreds of monsters at once. Yeah, and so that kind of at least they they at least they keep it, they're in keeping with the style. Okay. I tell you, so, my Gen Con game, someone played uh, John Carter, and he it's like a, neat. They're they're fighting a giant squid. Yes, because because of course they are, <laughs> and he's like uh, he's on top of the squid out in the water. It's like okay, can you can I jump? And then, like, mid-jump, grab the squid and fling him along with me while I'm in mid-jump. I'm like, you are John Carter. I absolutely can't do that. <laughs> Jump off the squid, grab it while you're jumping off of it, and then swing with it. I don't care about goddamn physics. You're John Carter. <laughs> <laughs> you are the warlord of Mars. Yes, That's you can stuff. do this. That's, that reminds me of the Beowulf thing. You, you're fucking Beowulf. Yes, you certainly can do that. Mm-hmm. 